Hello. It is Overreaction Monday, September 27th. Good show today. A lot to chit-chat about. A lot happened yesterday, obviously, in the NFL. A lot of storylines developing. Who stinks? Who's great? Also, some extreme rules chitter-chatter because that was an amazing night in Columbus. I mean, thank you so much for joining us. If you like this show, please be a friend and tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Let's get to it. There is so much to chit-chat about a beautiful weekend that was the Super Boost hit. Yeah! Yeah! The biggest ball in the history of the NFL was kicked by Justin Tucker in Detroit. What a joy to watch that thing live after a potential delay of game and a fourth and 19 game. But still, for the brand, biggest day in the history of the league. Life is fucking good. Everything's going well. Except for the Colts dead. Oh, shit. Are there some other teams that are completely out of it? Are we starting to figure out who's going to go and who's a big ol'? Nah. There's some teams that stink right now. Yeah. Now, we're only three games into this thing, so we can't start judging it yet. I mean, there has been teams that have turned around. The percentages are very low, but almost a quarter of the way through 16 games. You know, it's a 17-game huh. season, so we've got to mm-hmm. go a quarter and a half. You know, mm-hmm. 16 was very easy to kind of decipher into fours, which is what a quarter is, and football has four quarters. But anyways, about a quarter away through this thing, and I think we're starting to know who the contenders are and who the pretenders are. And we have to talk about it all, especially because there was a team opening week that looked absolutely awful. And then last night in Santa Clara, California, against the San Francisco 49ers with 37 seconds left on the clock, people had to be reminded of who the fuck the dropping dimes and suck it signs King is yet again, and there has to be a lot of people eating their words because after week one, the Green Bay Packers were fucking dead. dead. Now we stare down a power rankings that's going to come out this week, and I assume, guess who? Yodley, 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 their way back into the top ten. I'd assume it's Green Bay Packers. We had to continue to ride this wave. Who's dead? Who's alive? Can't wait to hear from you at one 833 4 on the 5-Hour Energy phone line. We got overreactions from all around Twitter. We can't wait to dive into everything that is today as Darius Butler will join us in a second hour as will aj hawk obviously who's in extreme rules last night yeah so i'm these couple see a couple rows right behind me you know when i went over to uh talk to the kids and to his wife he was getting food yeah, uh, so sure. it was the only time I could really get over there because of the way things are, protocol. You know how life is, but didn't get to see him. But I can't wait to chat with him because we both watched the game last night once we got home because I wasn't able to see the entire thing because I was calling uh, Extreme Rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where a man, a demon, came back to life whenever wow. a song came on as his heartbeat radiated through all of Columbus. There was a lot of that going on. Got a chance to watch the game last night. We're both very excited. We called the Packers uh, to win and, yep. and do that whole thing, and they did. A lot of people thought they were going to get killed. That was kind of a setup for them to die. Al Michaels, I think, throughout the game as I was watching late night. I might have been on a couple of vitamins and a little bit tired. Felt, felt like he wanted them to lose, the, the, the Packers to lose yeah. and Aaron to do bad there through a little bit. And I love Al Michaels, but I'm just saying everybody on earth, I think, thought that that Packers team was probably going to go out there and lose to San Fran just with the history and everything like that. Instead, they come out of there with a massive win. Mason Crosby hits a game winner. Daniel Carlson hits a game winner. Young Hoku hits a game oh, winner. Geez. Justin Tucker hits a game winner. I mean, it was a beautiful thing, a beautiful day, and the Toxic Table's here to chat about all of it. At Ty Schmidt, Green Bay Packer owner, uh, you got to feel pretty fucking good. That was a game that was going to be tough. I think you even came to a point of reasoning with yourself where it was like, all right, we might lose this game. We, we're going to have to stare down that there's a chance we're going to lose this game. And all the way up until about 37 seconds, it felt like everybody on earth thought they were going to lose that game until you saw Aaron Rodgers uh, with some time left, no timeouts, and knowing that you got Mason Crosby. The 
Gray Ghost. Yeah. A man who is an OG bomber for the brand, knocking that through. What a night to be a Packer fan. Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, like you said, too, I was nervous just because of the history with LaFleur and Shanahan. Like, I mean, oh, you know, cold like, handshake. Yeah, exactly. Hey, cold handshake. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. But, I mean, I. Like any Packers fan knows, you watch these games. Like you know, that's what the offense is going to do. And it, it was another one where, like, I mean, you know, it, you don't want to nitpick because that's a huge win. But you're up seventeen nothing, and then you give up that touchdown at the end of the half. They come back out, and boom! All of a sudden, like we're in a game again when it felt like they could have just kind of ran away with it. But I mean, so glad that the defense scored there. I, I really did. I, I was surprised that they gave Rodgers, you know, 37 seconds because when I saw that, even with no timeouts, I was like, okay, well, they're going to get a shot here. I didn't know it was going to be a 51-yarder. I thought it might be like a Tucker situation, but that I mean, you knew that they were going to go down and, and make it a game. Shout out to Redheaded Cuzzy in the stands who, by the way, said yeah. uh, he didn't worry about nothing, basically. <laughs> too much nope. time. Uh, too much time, and he wasn't the only one. I think there was a bunch of people that were feeling that way looking into that, and I think with what you're saying about them being up 17-0 not being able to put their foot down, and I know it has been a problem in the past and everything like that, but also just week three, right? Yeah. Team is still going to have to mature and evolve, and we have to remember that as we talk about every single team, including the New England Patriots. Yeah. At Boston Connor, a lot of questions are starting to resonate now up in New England about, you know, Tom Brady, just the vibe. He's never said this, I don't think, but maybe some other people have uh, in some interviews and some books and some other stuff, and there's about to be a more in reports and all that shit. You know, Tom Brady said it kind of felt like he was forced almost out of there. You know, kind of forced out of there. Felt like there was nothing else he could really do. He has asked for some things to happen, I assume, and then there was a sit-down, and then he kind of was forced out. Here we are now, and although they lost yesterday to an incredible Rams team, which we have to chit-chat about, that is so much fun to watch. Matthew Stafford's a fucking stallion beast. Hey, I watched every single game whenever he was in Detroit after I retired. Right, sure. Because Evan Fox, guy who's with me almost all my life, is a massive Detroit Lions fan. So I'm watching the game strictly so I can talk shit to this kid that is with, he was like 24 at the time or 23 at the time. <laughs> I'm watching games just so I can strictly talk shit or maybe potentially answer any questions that he might have. When you watch those Lions game, it was never Matthew Stafford. Never, ever, Matthew Stafford. Never. Never, ever, ever, Matthew Stafford, okay? And then you, you hear that he's going to Sean McVay's offense, and then you start thinking about the weapons, and they bring in Deshaun Jackson, who's still fucking running the 4-2 oh, yeah. somehow. Yep. Okay, he's still Moving. faster than the youngest yeah. guys who are the fastest people. It makes no sense. And you know that he's going to absolutely ball out, and it has been very fun to watch that. Congrats to Matthew Stafford, yeah. by the way. Yeah. And Sean McVay running his... 4-6 probably, 4-7, yeah, 4-6 probably at this point. Uh, he didn't have any cleats on, so he might be upset if I say 4-7, 4-8 there. Him sprinting down and meeting Deshaun Jackson and then sprinting off the field, I mean, his energy is insane. That Rams team with that defense yeah, too, uh-huh. I mean, that is a scary situation. Yeah. They got a chance to play against Tom yesterday, and although Tom and the Bay Buccaneers lost that game, there was a couple situations where it's like, oh, this is, this is why Tom Brady's Tom Brady, but he's still played great football. He's already won a Super Bowl somewhere else. Now Bill Belichick has to stare down questions all week. All week mm-hmm. about, hey, you feel like this was, uh, this all worked out how it was supposed to? You know, Tom's throwing like 61 touchdowns or something like that in, uh, in the games. There are 60 or 23 games or however many games it's been for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he's like, uh, we're, we've already talked about that. And Tommy Curran, yeah. guy who comes on this show, he's like, you've never talked about that, actually. I've never heard you say a single thing. It's all been hearsay or whatever. And he's like, we've already rehashed that. Uh, I'm very thankful for them. And then on the Greg Hill show, which is a morning show, I guess, up mm-hmm. there, he chatted even more. And he, he at the end, uh, Bill Belichick said it wasn't 
because we wanted him out. That's for sure. And it's like, well, that's not what I heard at all. What do we know that's real and what do we know that's not? The only thing I do know is that Tom Brady, although they lost yesterday, is going to have a lot more success earlier than I think Bill Belichick is going to with the Patriots. But this was kind of expected, although you got to be a bit disheartened at $150 million on the first day of tampering period in free agency. doesn't appear to be working at all in the offense. Yeah, not at all, especially when the guy that you know we paid the most on that offensive side, Johnny Smith, is fumbling balls and gets oh, uh, bobbling balls. Oh, uh, you guys sixes, hate Johnny already? No, I don't hate him, but he's got to figure it out for sure. And it's very funny you say, you know, we drove Tom Brady out of New England because Bill's come to the podium and he's talked about it. And we've heard Tom's dad and we've heard Tom's trainer, but we haven't heard uh, Tom Brady. Bill hasn't <laughs> talked about it. He though. just did. You just heard a quote from this morning of him uh, okay, talking okay, about okay, it. Okay, okay. He, he said we tr- right. would have kept him. We tried to keep him around, but we weren't as good of an option as Tampa Bay, which we aren't, which we still aren't because the receivers they have down there are unbelievable. I have a question. Sure. This is because you're right. He did address it this morning. And yeah. I think it's because Tommy Curran told him at his press conference, like, no, we have never. And I assume Bill has thought that he has handled it because he put out that letter about him mm-hmm. moving on and everything mm-hmm. like that. And he's very much like, let's talk about football. But him saying out and saying, you know, it wasn't because we won. Not, did he in that Tampa was a better option? Did he go to Tom and did he say, hey, it's not you, it's me. Our team stinks. You need to go to a better team. You're getting older. Is that what happened between Bill and Tom? And if that is the case, how are we just now hearing that? How are we just now hearing that it wasn't because Tom didn't feel like he was appreciated and respected or liked or anything like that? Actually, it was the complete opposite. <laughs> Bill Belichick saying, hey, you're too good of a football player for this team that I put together up here. I am the general manager. I am the head coach. And you're too good for it. It's not you. It's literally us. Go finish it somewhere else. Is that what happened? Is that how this whole thing played out? And how are we just now hearing that? I mean, I don't think Bill has to tell Tom that their team's not up to snuff. I think Tom probably can figure that out when he's telling guys that they have to just all of a sudden be faster and quicker. But also... (laughs) That was was awesome. That's one of my favorite moments on the side. Get open. Yeah. Like (laughs) he knew. Faster. More explosive. Smarter. Better looking. Yeah. <laughs> Need more athletes out here. That that whole sideline rant from Tom was absolutely beautiful. But Bill was the GM. Mm-hmm. And Bill is the head coach. How come the narrative has been? If Go back to that. What was Bill's quote on Greg Hill? Let's read this thing word for word here. Well, I think we've been through all of the dynamics of that. There were a lot of things there. He looked at his options and made his decision. We weren't as good of an option as Tampa. You'd have to ask him about all that, but it wasn't a question of not wanting him. That's for sure. So they put together a contract offer, I assume, for Tom to stay. Yep. And who knows what it was. Probably nowhere near anywhere. What, they were, what was it? Extension, because there was a player option that Tom opted out of not a team option that the team opted out of. So their contract extension or whatever the conversation was revolving yeah. around, I don't know if it was $25 million a year, which is what Tampa paid Tom, right, no. I think? It, it, it couldn't have been because, remember, our cap last year was so bad. That's why, you know. A million dollars to Cam Newton <laughs> yeah, for the quarterback. exactly. Hey, we wanted a man. We just wanted, you know, one, one five. One point five million. We wanted a man. No. We we're so sorry that just didn't work out. Uh, Ten years from now, 15 years from now, Tom might still be playing. Bill might be coaching. So maybe 20 years from now. I hope there comes a point where we do know exactly what the fuck happened. But that is going to be a big conversation piece this week oh, with yeah. Sunday yeah. night football. Going to Foxborough. And Tom Brady, fresh out of his Subway commercial that I think people hated early. You like now? People uh, have to like this one know. now. 
You don't like it? I know. I, I I don't know. You're asking about people. I don't. I don't. I'm indifferent towards it. I'm personally someone that liked the Belichick Subway commercial mm-hmm. a little more than the the Tom Subway commercial. But I have oh, seen people on the internet say that they used to like Brady after he left New England and after this Subway commercial, they are back on the side of I hate this guy. Yeah, Not me. This is probably like you and your little friends' no. burners up there. No, 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 no. Hey, no, hey no. retweet if you're with me. No, 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 no. Yeah, my yeah. friends, my friends aren't on Twitter. They're all clowns. I don't know how to figure it out. I'm just telling you what the people on the internet are saying. Patriots seem to be dead right now, though. Sunday oh, yeah. Night Football, Bill will have something. But also, on the flip side, Tom, Gronk, Antonio Brown. Yeah. Uh, be, I mean, there is a lot to be said yeah. on the other side as well. Clyde Christensen, also, you know, longtime Colt. He even said when he met Tom, he was like, all right, I'm supposed to hate this guy, right? <laughs> hate everything about it up there, blah, blah, blah. Now, they get a chance to go into Foxborough where all of those people down there, coaching staff, mm-hmm. players, all have scars. Oh, yeah. yeah. There is a lot of PTSD that could come from that Foxborough fear. This is our That literally still radiates through my brain as if it was yesterday because every time we played up there, what seemed to be a lot, it got real loud real quick, and that crowd was singing all fucking afternoon That's or evening. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a tough place to play. Tom's going to experience that. But I think because of that, in the way Tom is, you remember he and the honey badger, Tyron Matthew, mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl, because Tyron said something. Tom sprinted up into the face of him and said something in the Super Bowl. Think about what some of these... You know, mass holes are going to be saying to oh, Tom yeah. during the game. Oh man! But we'll see. This I'm... might be a steamroll of the Patriots. Yeah, exactly. By Tom Brady. Tom's also beaten thirty-one NFL teams, and number thirty-two on that list would be the New England Patriots. Oh, so, oh we'll get to that down the road. Yeah, we'll get yeah, to that sure. down the road. Mac Jones threw three interceptions. One was bobbled or whatever off the hands. Mm-hmm. He had a Zach Wilson like day. Zach Wilson had another Zach Wilson like day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot to chat about, and we still haven't dove into any of it yet. We can't wait for your phone calls on the five-hour engine phone line one eight three three four McAfee. Let's get now to oh no the host of Hammer Don the hottest gambling show on the internet. In my eyes, if some other show is better, let me know. If some other live daily show Monday through Friday, giving out picks every single day, is winning much more often than they're losing, please let me know because I would also like to potentially tail them. I tail mm-hmm. and try to tail the hammer. Don. By the way, above five hundred is way. How you doing? Cool. Right, boy. Here we go. He's back. By the way, back. No big deal. What? what? My, my record is nowhere near as good enough to be on the hammer Don show. These boys only hit winners, but I hit a couple winners this week as well. Not as many as AJ Hawk, Whoa. who is I think twenty one. And nine against the spread. Jesus. Or 21 and eight or seven, yeah, against the spread. Yeah. This prognosticator who questioned predicting things a couple weeks ago (laughs) might be the best predictor out there. But let's get back to the Hammer Don Show host, COVID Cowboy, Tone Diggs. Uh, His blood bleeds. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. This man loves, I think it's black and gold, but yeah, yeah, I think it's black and gold. Yeah, but the whole world. And when Wiz came out with that song, by the way, I was very confused. But the beat did go. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, the beat did go pretty ham, and it did catch on very quickly, but we grew up black and gold. It was whatever black and yellow. The man who bleeds, whichever way you'd like to describe the yellow color (laughs) in the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Pittsburgh Pirates logos. 
Pittsburgh Steelers are dead. People are saying Ben Roethlisberger can't play football anymore. I saw all of Pittsburgh saying, get this guy the fuck out of here. Bench him for his own good. This is like watching a boxer that shouldn't be in a fight come back and get their face pounded. What is happening? We're three weeks into this thing. I hear Pittsburgh Steelers fans tweeting me saying, hey, tell Aaron Rodgers how good of a city it is down here. (laughs) Hey, let him know this place is great. What happened yesterday to the Pittsburgh Steelers losing at home to Joey B., Jamar Chase, who can catch footballs. So, I mean, that fingertip pinch grab that he had over the shoulder was almost, (laughs) but he caught it. And that touchdown led to another, which led to another, which led to a beating of the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh for back-to-back home losses to kick off the first time the Yenzers are allowed back in the stadium after an 18-month COVID crap all, all over everything. What is going on in Pittsburgh? Is the world burning out. They're going to be fine. Listen, they were without four starters on the D-line. It's tough to win games that. They were out their top wide receiver. Uh, and you stop playing games on Fridays and Saturdays at Heinz Field because Ben's tripping over the grass. The grass is fucking terrible right now. Wow. Can't have it. Um, the grass keeper? Two years ago, they started 0-3. They, listen, Mike Thomas never had a losing season, so you know what happened the rest of that season with with Duck and Mason. Oh, yeah. uh, Steelers are going to be fine. If anyone, this is Overreaction Monday, right? Yeah. If anyone here yeah. is to blame, it's Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. Jesus. Tony. This is awesome. This is great. Jesus. This Listen, is be great. Ben, <laughs> ben was on. Yeah, faith is gone. It's not even in the top five anymore. Oh! oh got his family. Football, your gambling, job. Re- or your job, gambling, and your gambling. Right. the four pillars of day. Listen, wow. Ben was incredible, and then he found religion. He found Jesus, <laughs> and since that day, let him bop. Religion has done nothing but let that man die, and this great city done. And I, I, I can't sit here in front of you and find a bigger reason on why yesterday happened and what's going on with Ben. Okay, so you're saying that it wasn't the loss of Jesus. It was actually the finding, the finding wow. of Jesus. He's not good enough at hide and seek. You, wow. it, Jesus is Yeah. Well, I mean, in some places I've heard he's not allowed. He lights I, I've heard in yeah. some places he is not allowed to go <laughs> hide in, but the fact that you are saying that whenever he became religious, he became such a good person that he's no longer a good football player? Is Correct. that what you're saying yep. in this thing? Is it potentially because maybe he's coming back from Tommy John, he's old, and everybody knows he isn't like the most scientifically fit guy of all time. No. We are human bodies. You and I probably live a lot more like Ben Roethlisberger than we do TB12 or sure. Aaron Rodgers or any of these other guys that play until they're very, very old. Is there a chance that there is a little, as Mike Tomlin coined it, physical deterioration of the body there to is, Ben Roethlisberger? If I do have one complaint about Ben, and I don't, no, just the Jesus thing. Just the Jesus thing. Yeah. Um, Jesus. So three starters on the uh, O-line or rookies or whatever. Pretty close. Um, when Ben does have time, he's just sitting back there and he's not throwing the ball. He's just holding on to it. He's playing like he did 10 years ago when he could shrug dudes off. Oh, it's a nostalgia act. Oh, yeah. turn oh Ben Roethlisberger. Nostalgia throwback ben, you, Sunday. He, he, he can't do that anymore. He's holding on to the fuck. Get rid of the fucking ball. Hey. All right. I think you heard people say uh, last year, like, hey. Too quick. Too quick. Ben's getting rid of the ball. Too. He's listening to everybody, and he can't take hits anymore. So I think he's voluntarily doing it. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, I don't think it's just Jesus, pal. It does sound like no. everything is <laughs> yeah. kind of. Well, we comp- fine, though. We fine. Eight, 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 nine, nine, and eight, whatever. That's fine. 
That's not good. I ain't going to make it in that AFC North. I don't think so. I ain't going to make it in that AFC North. AFC North. Browns are the only good team. AFC North, the Browns are the only good team in that fucking division. Hey, Cincinnati literally just beat you guys in. That doesn't make you a good football team right now. And the Ravens. And the Ravens. They should have lost the Lions. Yeah, okay, but they lost to the one two. They lost to the worst team in the AFC West, the Chiefs. Yeah. Well, hey, by the way. That's a conversation to be had right now. I mean, we'll get the two sprains, too. Who Jesus. This guy. Yikes. There's a picture floating around the internet right now of a gentleman out in public. It, it looks like a stadium concession line is where he is standing at in the photo. Mm-hmm. And he has two walking boots on. <laughs> and the only reason I know that this photo exists is because a lot of people on the internet decided to tweet that to me after watching Carson Wentz play football yesterday against the Tennessee Titans. This guy had a cast-thick tape around both of his ankles. He literally looked like the Forrest Gump brace around the knees was just around his ankles. I had no idea what to expect from him yesterday, but I'll tell you what that son of a bitch did do. Hmm. What's that? He still held on to the ball. (laughs) He still got hit and still tried to throw the ball away. He took an intentional grounding, okay? He took this intentional grounding early. They had him clearly sacked, and he literally just, while he was about to die and fall, just couldn't help himself. Throws it right into the ground, you know? No more ankle bopping because the cast they had, but obviously he got an intentional grounding loss it down yeah. and a sack right uh-huh. there. The man, I don't know how, okay? I don't know how you talk to him into playing differently. I don't know how you talk to him into maybe not playing when he's not ready, and I don't know how you talk to him after you know that he has not won a game since November of last year. Jesus. People were still locked down in their houses the last time the Carson Wentz won a fucking football game. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. The Colts, listen, you lose to the Seahawks early, and I thought that was a uh, Seahawks are a good team. Are they? Uh-huh. Are they? Whoa. Lost to the Vikings just yesterday. Had a lead, too, just like they lost to the Titans last week when they had a lead, too. Yeah. So the Seahawks' only win is literally against this Colts and Carson Wentz squad. So I thought maybe if the Colts go 0-2 against the Seahawks and Rams, ah, okay. It's okay. I mean, stats say not great news, but these are two very good teams. And we lose to Tennessee yesterday, and I'll mm-hmm. tell you what, there wasn't a lot of moments where you're like... Yeah, we're going to win this game. I mean, there was none of those no, moments. No. There was none of those moments watching that game. And Derrick Henry started rolling, yeah. and obviously Julio Jones had a couple massive plays, especially one on fourth down early. And Julio Jones could have been a Colt and everything like that. Sure, yeah. So, I mean, all that stuff happens. But I don't know what happens with this team. They're in the playoffs last year. This team, 0-3. I mean, are they dead? How is this? We lose Quentin Nelson with a high ankle sprain? Yep. That's a problem. Yep. That's not great. We got three ankle sprains on two of the most important people on our offense, and I don't know what's going to happen. The Colts are in trouble, man. Jim Irsay goes, we have three ankle sprains. Yeah. <laughs> we have three on, two. on two players. Yeah, yeah. three ankle important sprains on two ones. of our best players. <laughs> two of our most important players. All right, the Colts are in trouble. We're not the only ones. So there's some other shitty teams oh out there. I mean, listen. Not he, that the Colts are a shitty team. Well, you get it. But they are. Well. Do we know? I mean, Carson came in here. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. He's Big a nice fan. guy. We already know his decision-making is not very good at best. He's a Bobcat guy. He's not a John Deere guy. You know, if you're actually an outdoorsman, you would never, you know, be a Bobcat guy over a John Deere guy. But that's when you started to really question yeah. him, I think. I did. Uh-huh. I did. I had to. I had to, but like you said, like watching that game for whatever reason, like at no point does it feel like, oh, Carson Wentz is going to make a play and they're going to win this game. And Jonathan Taylor only gets 10 carries. Like they just completely abandoned the run game. Like 
what the hell's going on here? Yeah, I don't know. And then you go back to last week, there was like 14 points left on the board. You know, They're so yeah. bad in the red zone. And Jimmer, so bad. Stay so out of there. terrible. <laughs> Just go down. Go down at like the 30. I, I, and I think it's because you've got to create space in the red zone. And I, for whatever reason, there's no trick, no trickery, no nothing. No, It doesn't feel like they're doing anything. This is a team without T.Y. Hilton, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think like that should be stated because T.Y. and Orlovsky and I uh, – texted last night a little bit and he's he's actually one that mentioned he was like do you ever think about like no ty there's no vertical threat on this team at all and it's like that's right i i had completely forgotten about a man that i absolutely love as a human and as a player ty hilton a guy who was in free agency and a couple other teams wanted to get and then jim ursay sent him a text and say hey you ain't going anywhere brother you're saying right here (laughs) a guy that's you know missing because he got hurt and about the same time when all the other fuckery was going down so he's missing a few weeks here hopefully he's back sooner than later but it might become too late for some of these teams that are completely defeated i mean there seems to be some teams pulling away but the nfl is the nfl you know hopefully water will find its level out there but not on this overreaction monday no way chiefs dead so the chiefs what's going on over there they're what two and uh, sixteen uh, against the spread in their last eighteen, probably uh, yeah. uh, one and eleven in their last twelve. I know that for sure. And two and sixteen, probably yeah. in their last or eighteen. I mean, that is they can't cover games. They can't cover anything. Normally they win though, but but the Chargers yesterday, I hey they answered. Oh yeah, Herbert answered the bell. This is just like whenever they went down to Tampa, I think uh, last yep. year Chargers, mm-hmm. and not that the the first game whenever he got thrown in. Herbert was thrown in what just moments, and that was the big lead-up conversation into the day. Was how he literally found out right before kickoff that it was happening, and the other players on the team didn't even know that he was the starter. They thought Tyrod Taylor was going to come out. Little did they know a golf team was getting pulled out of Tyrod Taylor's right. lung there. Mm-hmm. So Herbert's the starter, and they all kind of fell in love. But whenever he's when they went and played in Tampa against Tom, and obviously Tampa won that game or whatever. But there was moments where Herbert saw Tom walk down the field, and he fucking answered. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just like an answer. It was like an emotional answer, like a here we go. So I immediately think to myself, like, oh, they got like a dog over there. They got a guy yeah. that you see Aaron with 37 seconds left. You see his eye. What do you think to yourself? Oh, that guy's going to go fucking do this thing. Normally, you've been able to do that with Patrick Mahomes. And for whatever the reason is, whether it was a late pick that happened in uh-huh. there, there was a couple other situations that happened with that. I don't know what the case is. Now Andy Reid's in the hospital. We yeah. hope he's okay. T's yeah. and P's. He was feeling ill and they put him in an ambulance immediately after the game or whatever. They said it was out of precaution, but let's fucking hope so. What is going on in Kansas City? Because I thought this was going to be the year that they come back. We lost the Super Bowl. Everybody's talking shit to us. Yeah. Everything. I thought they were going to come out and try to go for the undefeated and really go for this thing. And it feels like for whatever reason, and maybe Andy had I don't want to say he had COVID yesterday, but maybe he had something that for whatever reason it wasn't clicking and maybe the magic was off. But I heard Patrick Mahomes speak and he said, hey, there's a lot of season left. Got to turn this thing around. He's saying all the right stuff. But it isn't the same savage team, I think, that we're used to seeing. Last year, they would never fucking cover. And the reason why they would never cover is because when it came down late and they were down and they had the win, boom, they would flip a switch. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, boom, they score. Yeah. They win the game. They don't cover. Here we are. We're still the Chiefs. Now there's a situations popping off where it's like that savageness Mm -hmm. they're gonna have to find that again and the defense is gonna have to start doing some stuff too you talking about the savageness like was it a detriment to them that they were so good at coming back like that they just got used to it like hey we'll be fine hey we'll be fine i don't know i don't know because you gotta like start thinking about yourself in a situation you know like uh if i'm in cornhole Uh and we're down Hmm. okay 
can you just flip the switch? Like, these are things I enjoy finding out about me. Like, these mm -hmm. are really things I enjoy finding out about me as I've gotten older here. Mm -hmm. Can I just flip the switch and go? I feel like, and I'm much different than the Chiefs, think about how much more athletic and, I think, mentally tough and competitive and everything like that, those those guys on the Chiefs. I don't think that, I don't think that leaves you. Like, I honestly don't think that leaves you. Now, maybe they did just get too comfortable and think like, hey, we can do whatever, whenever, however, and they probably, they still can, I assume, but I don't, I, I still feel like they do feel like they got to flip the switch and then for whatever reason, it's just not happening. It's like, they're going to have to figure that out. They're going to have to figure that out at some point. Yeah, but the Chiefs now remind me a lot of like what the Pats used to be. Like at one and two, I'm still not taking any other team in the no AFC way. to go to the Super Bowl aside from the Chiefs. Like the Patriots and the Steelers are one and two. The Chiefs are one and two and it feels much different strictly well, because they still have plenty of time and eventually will figure it out and go back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and there's a couple teams like, for instance, Panthers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, how do we feel about the Panthers? They might be the best team in that division. Yeah. Huh? How about the first. Broncos? How do we feel about the Broncos? Unbelievable. Sam Darnold, new home, undefeated. Teddy Bridgewater, new home, undefeated. What? Matthew Stafford, new home, undefeated. What? Carson Wentz, new home, completely defeated. Ooh. Jared Goff, new home, oh. completely Duffy. No. I mean, so it's real roll of dice. You don't know what you're getting. Nope. I mean, it, it could be a momentum thing. Like, hey, I need to prove myself to this new team. It could be like, hey, this team is, we're only one quarterback away from really going, which is potentially happening in Denver uh -huh. and maybe mm -hmm. in Carolina, even though they got rid of the quarterback that's in Denver <laughs> undefeated because they didn't think he was good enough there. Uh, but then you look at situations like the Colts and it's like, what happened? How, how, how do we go so far backwards? To his point, the uh, Chiefs are still the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, and that's... It's because I don't know if that savageness leaves you, but I feel like they, they might have to be, like, reminded. Like, hey, you guys are – like, Andy Reid's in a fucking hospital yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We just lost to a division opponent at home here. Like, what's going on? This can't happen, obviously. It, it's – I want – in remember Patrick Mahomes in the offseason said, I'll believe it when I see it or whatever, or I'll see it yeah, when I believe yeah. it. He said, oh, well, I guess I do it now, the Justin Herbert thing. So they're trying to build up that little rivalry, and the Chargers have always given the Chiefs problems, I think. And the mm -hmm. Raiders, by the way, also playing fucking football mm -hmm. at a really high level. That division could be very difficult, but it's hard to ever go, no, nah, the Chiefs ain't going to win it. When they got a half a billion dollar quarterback yeah. who's worth it already in yeah. just like four years, Travis Kelsey's going to go down as probably the greatest receiving tight end ever. He's probably going to have a lot of those records. It'll get broken as the tight end position continues to evolve if Travis Kelsey had these rules at the beginning of his career I couldn't even fathom what his career would have been like but with Tyreek Hill and that team you just assume they'll figure it out at this point but how many more weeks can something happen where you go like what happened to the Chiefs are the Chiefs dead I just that is something I'm interested to see as these weeks roll on when well, I see like Clyde Edwards Alaire is getting a lot of heat because he's lost fumbles in two weeks in a row and like the Mahomes first interception on that no look pass like it wasn't a good pass but you know I mean that was an incredible yeah, deflection incredible yeah. play it's not very often though that teams can miss two extra points and and still beat the Chiefs like you look at that and, and typically in any other game it'd be like oh you leave those points on off you know off the board against these guys like You're they fucked. will make you pay for it and they just didn't yesterday. yeah people would change their entire game plan they wouldn't even kick field goals against the chiefs because if you do you're fucked because they're going to catch up and it's like they weren't able to do it against the chargers i mean it's becoming a situation now where if they imagine this chiefs team being one and three Whew. i don't know who they play next but i imagine that happening that would be 
insanity. Then the Seahawks lose to the Vikings. The Vikings get their first win. Congratulations to Kirk Cousins. Uh, if they went 0-3, that was going to get loud. Yeah, yeah. Quick. I mean, it was starting to get real loud. Zimmer hates Cousins. We overspent for Cousins. Get him out of here. Zimmer has no idea what he's doing. It was getting loud over there because just a couple years removed from – the same core minus Kyle Rudolph, who ended up catching that touchdown on the pass interference. But same core basically still there. Same quarterback, same couple wide receivers, had some young talent. I don't, and on defense as well, same head coach. A couple years ago, they go down to New Orleans, won a playoff game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So everybody's like, here we go. Then if they were to go 0 and 3, I think people would have lost their minds in Minnesota because they think that team's a lot better than they have been performing. I agree. Dalvin Cook, I think. He was out. Yeah, he didn't play yesterday. Yeah. He's a game changer. Madison, oh, yeah. Madison went for like 120. Yeah, he had like a hell that. of a day. Um, I can't wait to see uh, Chuba, by the way. Ch- Chuba? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hubbard? Mm-hmm. Chuba Hubbard? Uh-huh. Is that his name, the Canadian sensation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Old so Chuba? Carolina? Yeah. He's got to go in for Christian McCaffrey. I wonder what it's like whenever you're in a room with like a great running back. And you're behind him and you're good as well. But you see like Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey are like two. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And if... Old buddy rushes for 120 and then see what Chuba does. It's like, I wonder what type of like learning from, you know, because mm. it feels like a lot of these running backs have a great sense of feel. Like, can you learn that? Can yeah. you, does it change you at all? Do you watch film? I'm excited what happens with Chuba as well. Uh, Washington football team got squattered by the Bills. Yeah. They might stink. Bills are defense is dead. Hey, the. The Washington football team's ranked like 29th, 31st, 32nd, and everything. everything that is on the defensive side. They had Chase, they invested Chase Young, uh, uh, number two overall pick, I think, right? Mm-hmm. On the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Ron Rivera always been a you know tough team, gonna have a good defense. Last year, they almost beat Tampa Bay in the fucking playoffs. Yeah. Changed the whole thing around. Now they're ranked in the bottom three in every single ranking on the defensive side of the ball. Ron Rivera's. I mean, there's people on the internet, and obviously this won't happen because Ron Rivera, I think, is a part of the naming of the team process, and, and he's <laughs> he's kind of in the business mm-hmm. of the whole thing and what's going on over there, especially after you know the incredible turnover in the front office and the corporate space and everything like that. Ron Rivera beating cancer in the middle of that whole thing and being kind of the only stable part, I think, of that organization for a little bit alongside Jason Wright, who had to do a bunch of business. So I don't know if they'll ever do that, but people are fed up with Rivera. It seems some Washington football team uh, fans are like, this team stinks. They've wow. regressed. They've gotten worse and everything like that. And then you heard about the whole, obviously, Ron Rivera was pissed off about the vaccination right. situation with his team. It's like, is there is trouble looming in Washington? And what are the expectations of Washington? I don't know if anybody's expecting them to be great. I think I thought they were going to be good because of what they did to Tampa and Heineke's back. But you got Fitzmagic hurt. Heineke's in there. And maybe the Buffalo Bills have just become a complete wagon after that first week. 35-zip against the fucking Miami Dolphins one week ago. Then they were up 21-zip at one point. That's 56-0 in the last six quarters they were up. It feels like the Buffalo Bills have found the rhythm, so I'm not ready to just completely throw away the Washington football team. I think they'll be scrappy out there, but there's a lot of questions over there. Well, and I think part of it, too, is like you see that division right now, and it's just kind of like who's going to win this thing like it was last year. Like if there's a time to strike and like, you know, make a couple – make a couple runs in the playoffs like it's it's right now because if Dak just keeps getting healthier and healthier you have to assume that the Cowboys are are going to be back at the top of that division for a while big game tonight Philadelphia Eagles are getting three points down in Dallas now 
Coach Sirianni said, what, I hate Dallas or something. Yeah, I, I shirt on Dallas. beat yeah. Dallas or mm-hmm. whatever. And said it's the closest thing to a college rivalry that the NFL has is Philadelphia in Dallas, down in Jerry World, on Monday night football with the Monday night Manning cast starting at 8-13 on ESPN2. This game's huge. Yeah. If the Eagles beat the Cowboys, that NFC East could potentially become the carousel of who's going to get this mm-hmm. thing again. Yeah. Now, if the Cowboys really step on the Eagles' throats, which I think a lot of people are thinking is going to happen potentially, although the Eagles have shown in spurts that they can be a great team, I think. And Sirianni has shown in spurts that he might be legendary. Yeah. Legendary coach. Diggs thinks he's a genius. Diggs 100%. thinks he's one of the smartest guys of all time. Yeah. And if you start thinking of some of his stuff is like, oh, this guy's smart, as opposed to, oh, this guy's a doofus, maybe we are watching a genius at work over there in Coach Sirianni. Your thoughts? Well, and that's what's nice is I can – think that he also has a Mensa level IQ, which I'm pretty sure he does, but he still sounds like a doofus on the back end. So, so it's for pretty, you, it's best of both worlds. Incredibly mm-hmm. deep stuff from Coach Sirianni. Yeah. Also potentially delivered in a fifth grade reading level. Exactly. It's very good. Can't incredible. beat it. Slide Can't beat hand. it. But this is a big game tonight for the NFC East, and Jerry's going to have that place rocking. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming there's going to be an incredible halftime show. Jerry's going to put on the entire thing. That place is going to be banana land down there. Can't wait to watch it. But back to the point of the NFC East, Washington's watching tonight trying to figure out what the hell's going to happen, and they got to figure some shit out over there. Or maybe, and once again, we have to go back to this, the Buffalo Bills might just be full wagon. Yeah, it feels like that's the case here is that the Bills figured it out after losing the Steelers week one. Like, hey, we got to start playing football right now or else we're going to get run out of our own building again. Dolphins traveled to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. The Raiders win in overtime via Daniel Carlson game winning kick. Uh, It was there was two field goals in the first drive of OT for both teams. Which doesn't ever happen, right? I mean, I, I feel like we got the chance to witness some history there. Yeah. Uh, I think it was uh, Raiders go down, kick a field goal. They kick off. Dolphins come back. They kick a field goal. Now it's next score wins. Raiders go right down the field. They kick a field goal with like two minutes left or something like that for like a 31-yarder or a 20-something-yarder. Congrats to the Raiders winning but not covering. Uh-huh. I had them minus three and a half. Jacoby Brissett looked like a guy over oh, there. Yeah. Though. He did. Uh, Gumpy, our Dolphin uh, member here. What, what are your thoughts on the Dolphins? What's going on? I'm not able to get a stop when you need able to drive in the field goal range anytime they wanted to there in overtime. So is that an indication of the defense or is that an indication of how good the Raiders offense is? I think we'll figure that out as we go. Is Jacoby the guy down there? How's the team look, Gump? So we went up 14-0, pick six, and then uh, run play, Malcolm Brown. But then they closed the playbook up, just tried to run the ball, run the ball. They go down, then they open it up, starts hitting Gasecki, Parker. Jacoby's elusive. He looked good. Um, defense just can't get off the field when they need to. Yeah, that's what it seemed like when I was watching it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was watching it back late night last night, and I was uh, fucking bummed for our Finn squad, you know what I mean? Get a good leader in there, like Cal Van Noy, maybe get a yeah. start. <laughs> Did you happen to see the play they called when they were down at their own one-yard line? Yeah, Gumpy, you left out maybe the worst play in the history of modern football. Well, <laughs> bet worse than the. It's oh, up yeah. there. It's they up had there. a. Uh, oh yeah. When well, did, I didn't see this. When was it? In their defense, uh, they didn't run the ball on first down, so some people should be happy. But they did throw a pass into their own end zone for a safety. Yeah. Check down. What? What? A screen? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. They ran like a screen. Waddle just kind of had it. He was the check down option in the end zone. 
basically behind the goal line. But Jacoby was further back than him? Yeah, a little bit. So check down to him, tackled immediately safety. <laughs> but and then they're punting. Analytics. They didn't run it on first down. It's brilliant. Yeah, situation's a situation when you're on your own one-yard line. I mean, that is. Uh, Cardinals get a win over the Jags. Jags were up, though. Yeah. And that, yeah. uh, that came after a kick six situation where Matt Prater went out for a 68-yard field goal <laughs> and fucking Duval. Uh, a lot of people on the internet, you know, hindsight's 50-50. Cam Newton said, it's Cliff Kingsbury's worst decision of all time. Whoa. Put Matt Prater out there to kick a 68-yarder at the end of the half against the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Okay, Matt Prater has the record already for longest field goal yes. at the time for 64 yards. He just hit a 62-yarder a week ago, and he got all these people who are experts going, what's Cliff Kingsbury thinking? Well, he's like a yard and a half, two yards short there, right? That is not maybe three yards short there. It would have maybe been able to carry and do a little doink in that thing. But, I mean, who knows? Augusta Wind hits that thing. You see a brand-new fucking record from Prater. Prater's one of the only guys that you should send out there for that thing. But in return... You know, what can also happen on the other side of that is uh, the old kick six situation, mm. which Jamal Agnew, who uh, came flying out the fucking gates, looked like a horse at the Kentucky Derby mm. when that thing, as soon as he started hitting that down the sideline. And anytime, you know, the field goal is being returned, you got a lot of big bodies out there. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got offensive linemen, you got a couple of tight ends, maybe a swing tight end, a swing tackle is out of tight end, so you don't even have a tight end out there. And normally, you know, the way you practice that is, Snapper, holder, kicker to the ball. Huh. Okay. So allegedly what's supposed to happen, I guess, is I'm supposed to hold that thing. And then as soon as he kicks it, I'm supposed to cover. Cover. Okay. That's never going to happen. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to jump through the thing. But the defense knows wall towards your sideline. So anytime those long field goals happen, they practice this situation. Everybody on the team just goes wall to your sideline, basically. You go to your sideline because if there is a block that's questionable, if you're on the other sideline, normally a little bit too much energy can potentially get the rest. I think. I'm not 100% sure. I haven't been told exactly why, but it seems like the walls on those long ones are normally towards their own sideline. They hit that thing running. They go 109 fucking yards. Congrats to Jamal Agnes. Congrats to him. But then just a couple minutes later, Justin Tucker gets a chance to gain, win a game from 66 yeah. after a fourth and 19, an obvious miss to delay a game. And then he takes a kickoff <laughs> steps. So what everybody – all right, so uh, so Foxy. So yeah. when, when Tucker does his steps, you'll see it. He goes back. He does like the uh, – Bless me, Jesus thing. Oh, you know, yeah. Because Jesus has been good in his life, as That's opposed right. to what Diggs said about yep. Jesus in Ben's life. He does this whole thing, and then he slides over, okay? And then he does this rock step, and then he slides his foot normally. He slides his foot, which I think most kicking coaches would say, hey, don't slide your foot because where your foot ends up being should be incredibly consistent because you're talking about a game of interest, so you should be at the same spot. You should do this. And I'm assuming he is at the same spot, but he has a much more fluid motion than most kickers. He moves a lot more, and I think it's because he's athletic. In that one, normally he would slide his foot back and then come back forward. He slid his foot back, and then he backed up again. Okay, so he backed up again, and he did like a remix of kickoff steps. He took like a hop step, like a crow hop almost in in baseball. He did like a kickoff field goal step remix. He did like a hop step and then boom, killed it. Now, the Lions did not rush off the edge. So I think they tried to block up the middle, but that's like, I think, a big myth 
Mason Crosby hit a 51-yard game winner. It was a little bit lower, but I think Mason hits a lower trajectory ball normally. Never has problems with blocks, but I don't think he hits it at this age, and maybe he never did as high as everybody else. When you're going from 66, you have to hit your fucking A ball. Like, people always say, oh, you got to line drive that thing. It won't go. If you hit a line drive, that thing ain't going to carry fucking 10 feet for 66 yards, 198 feet or whatever. That thing's not going to... you got to hit your A ball. So I think personally, and I don't know what the op time was and maybe Tucker practices this his op time was probably a little bit slower because he was further back from the ball which I guess you could do every single kick if you really wanted to as long as you didn't move false start wise but normally it's just you're a little bit closer because you got to get it off so quick that one he like he slid his foot back just a little bit as soon as I saw him take his steps I was like god mm -hmm. damn he is far away from that ball <laughs> yeah. right there. And then I saw the crow up. I'm like, oh, it's fucking genius. Like, that is absolutely brilliant. I texted him this morning. I said, uh, I texted him last night, obviously, told him, like, history, dude. Like, that is so cool. For the people that kick big balls, like, having the NFL record for longest field goal is dream. Yeah. Like, that mm -hmm. is, you know, that's a big deal. You show up at a camp. You're the guy, like, you know, yeah. at these oh, kicking yeah. camps, the long ball is always where everybody ends up at. Like, you can be the most consistent person. Okay, awesome. It's cool to watch you knock through 35, 40-yard field goals, but you're not a part of the game that I think a lot of us want to be a part of, which is back in the back there, right? And as I got older, I started deteriorating as well. But if you're the guy with the 66-yard longest NFL, that has to feel so fucking good. Yeah. And that is something I know Tucker has thought about. Everybody that has ever kicked in the NFL has thought about what the record was, 63 for a long time. Then it became 60 with Prater hitting a 66 yarder to win it what a moment so proud of him yeah. I asked him I was like hey how uh how often do you do those little kickoff steps like at what yardage mm -hmm. do you think you add that in there and he said uh probably starts at about 66 <laughs> <laughs> so unreal uh, I appreciated that and of course it was against the Detroit Lions that's your fault because we are cursed the Lions are cursed yeah and say it with me boys we can do this right now same Old lies. Wow. Just pay the man his money. You won't get booed at halftime. And you won't lose games after fourth and 19s, missed delay games, then the longest kick in the history of kicking in the same three instances. Yeah, and 4-7 Fox to not root for your football team. Now that the world's opening back up, so many new thrills or on the horizon. Okay. And whether you've been in a relationship for years or just getting started, we're excited to get back out there and meet new people. Hell yeah. When the moment comes, it's not come too quick. Oh, <laughs> here we go. That is not what they had in their copy. Okay. <laughs> should. That was, I think they're going in a different direction, so. Let's go back a sentence or two. Okay, okay. When you when the moment comes, you want to be ready. Hell That's yeah. true. Yeah. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, Ooh. all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Once you take care of that, though, you get the Roman swipes, and guess what? Ha! Huh. Lasts a long time. Banging up, banging up, banging up. Yeah, it's yeah. Pete Alonzo at the all <laughs> yes. at the home run derby. Boom. That's right. Dingers. Downtown. Bingo. David Occup er, population you dude hell yeah 
Roman ready equals confidence. The confidence that you know you can rise to the occasion in the moment. We're looking at the Summer of Love 2021 version, and Roman wants to make sure you can participate in your way, whether that be as a single person or a couple who would still rather stay in with each other. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. Okay. Ooh. That's huge. Free? The shipping's free. Wow. I believe. Not the... Not the yes, medication. Free no. two-day shipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go to getroman.com slash McAfee today, and if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of ED treatment. Okay. Cool. That's G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. And if you're prescribed, you can get 50% off your first month of erectile dysfunction treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this summer. Roman ready. <laughs> Is now is a man who uh, won 11 and 3 against the spread this past weekend. Whoa. Is that good? Jesus. He was at Extreme Rules last night, then stayed up all night watching that Packers Niners game just like I did. Ladies and gentlemen, college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, and now Ryder Cup champion, AJ Hawk. Yeah! Congrats, pal. Hey, thanks. Big win for the U.S. yesterday, huh? With the Ryder Cup. Those guys really seemed like they had a lot of passion behind them. I was glad to, to get to. To at least watch them from, from afar on the course early in the week. Yeah, you're a glue guy. I mean, you show up and all of a sudden they're hugging each other. Bryson and Brooks here are hugging. They're winning. Uh, Scheffler's beating John Rahm somehow. Yeah. I mean, there is magic in whistling straights. And I think your presence is something that was brought there. Let's talk about your 11-3. and three. You got three wrong. I think it was the Chiefs, uh, the Jets, and the... Uh, Seahawks. Seahawks, which I think everybody would understand. I want eight and seven. All right, we're turning the tide back around. Yeah, here you go. But it's going to be hard to catch the wagon that is A.J. Hawk. I think you're like, I don't know, 21 and six or seven or something over the last two weeks, just weeks after you said you're done predicting things. What is going on? Are you the smartest human in football right now, A.J. Hawk? No, you know, hey, it just shows you. If any, anyone can make a guess at it, right? And I've got it right two weeks in a row. So let's see how three uh, this Friday I, I will uh, – I won't look at the lines or any of the games until Friday, and then in the moment, I like to make my picks off of my instincts. So that's how I like to do it. Well, I enjoy that from you, and I need to just start telling you because there's a lot of times, you know, where we start disagreeing on something. And last week I said, I'm going to listen to AJ, and then you disagree with me, and I was like, yeah, you're wrong. And I went the other way. (laughs) And I paid for it. Okay, I paid for it. Uh, Last night we got a chance to watch that Packers-Niners game late, and then I assume you finished it this morning. Uh, Aaron. Absolutely. Thanks for coming to Extreme Rules, by the way. It was great to see the family. I'm happy you got a chance to watch that entire thing. It's incredible live, isn't it? I mean, it's insane. Yeah, we uh, we got out, uh, got there a little bit late coming from football, but man, we got there, all four kids. It was, yeah. If anyone wants to go to a live show, it's, it is bizarre and awesome in person as well. And if you have kids, they were absolutely glued to everything and super juice. Yeah, your kids are allowed to just boo humans right to their face and say terrible things and then cheer for other things. Live WWE events are just electrifying. Thank you for coming. But then we got a chance to watch that Niners-Packers game. Seems like the guy that doesn't care about football or his teammates at all fucking had an incredible moment, not only when Mason Crosby knocked it through and he showcased that you know, what is that, iron lift, power iron? What, what was power it? lift. Power lift, uh, legs, his base, his explosion, 40-inch vertical in celebration, but 37 seconds left in that game. Everybody on earth knew what was going to happen except for the Niners fans that ran the stadium, it felt like, AJ. Yeah, I know. I mean, what a perfect ball that he just put right over Fred Warner's head, the first of the two before they just – I mean, they executed – Flawlessly, that last those last couple balls, how Devontae got the ball on the ground. I know Dan or- Orslovsky has been uh, on TV calling for head coaches' heads, but he's also Already. talked about that play, how they executed it very well. Yeah, front page ESPN. I saw 
Dan's big big face with his glasses saying Dan or Orslowski calls for Nagy's head or calls for Nagy to be fired. I mean, Fire him. that by the way, a lot of people in Chicago are doing the same, I guess, because they averaged 1.1 yards per play yesterday Yikes. with Justin Fields. And Miles Garrett told Mike Florio afterwards of the Cleveland Browns after just burying the Bears or whatever. You know, we were actually kind of surprised. Uh, they didn't move Justin Fields at all. So I was able to just get four and a half sacks. I mean, there were some other – I mean, it was – it was amazing to watch that game, I think, for everybody, especially with what Justin Fields has to offer. But that Nagy thing, I mean, Orlovsky calling for his job with a platform is aggressive, and he's going to have to see <laughs> Nagy at some point. I think that is going to have to be something. But if you think about that offense led by Nagy just a few years ago, and I hate reminding the Chicago Bears fans of this, but it's very real. The man that I saw in the Sunday's conversation, okay, with Glenny Balls in the pool and Caleb asking real questions, Mitchell Trubisky just a few years ago, number three over overall QBR in the NFL with Nagy as a head coach. Then the next year, it looked like the entire offense was broken. Then last year, same exact thing. You bring in Andy Dalton. He seems to do okay, but there's no like offensive like, oh my God, this team's incredible at offense. Nagy's supposed to be an offensive wonder. How is this happening? There's none of that. Then Justin Fields gets in and it is abysmal. And everybody's wondering like, how many more years do Nagy and Pace have? And Rolovsky says, they should have another day. And that's aggressive. <laughs> That is an aggressive thing for Come sure, on. AJ Hawk. It's definitely an aggressive take on it. But with Nagy, his first year there with Trubisky, he was hailed as an offensive guru. Like, oh, here we have another one, another young, offensive-minded guy that knows how to put his guys in position. But I don't know. Like, what's the biggest issue? The O line. I mean, you're sacked yeah. nine times. You would have to think, hey, we, not many people could do anything with that kind of scheme. Time. Yeah, but also that defensive line of the Bears or of the Browns. I mean, is a good one. Like they are, they are stacking that thing. You know what I mean. So I think a lot of people are thinking you get your guy hit nine times. At some point, you got to try to protect him and do something with it. You know, somehow, some way. Maybe the Browns' defense was just absolutely suffocating yesterday in Cleveland, and maybe they couldn't get anything going. But I think the lack of creativity is what has pissed the most people off. Remember, I think it was last year or two years ago. Anytime the Bears were on prime time, it felt like the commentators were like, you know, Nagy likes to throw in a fun play. (laughs) He likes to throw in a fun. Remember they did like a 1924 power eye something mm-hmm. and then they went into oh, motion yeah. like this is what Nagy likes to do he likes to keep it fun and do all this shit it's like well then how come he seems to be the most boring guy on offense only doing the same old thing whenever you can potentially can evolve especially with the quarterback you have now in there Justin Fields he has not announced a new starter but it feels like they are the Bears fans are not happy with that guy's brain at all over nope. there yeah not but it, he's in a it's a no-win situation. If you're not winning, no matter what you do, it's going to get criticized. So if you're winning, cool. You can sweep it all under the rug. But if he does run some crazy things that we've never seen and all these exotics, they're going to say, oh, how about try to win a game before you start running the annexation of Puerto Rico, pal? Like yeah. that's, people get mad either way. So, hey, just you win games, you can keep people quiet a little bit for a while. You lose games, they're going to pick everything apart. Winning cures all. Even if you aren't deserving of the win and everybody knows it, no questions are asked. We're undefeated. It's hard to win football games. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's the, it's yep. hard to win football games. But like the Vikings, for instance, they get a massive win against the Seahawks. What are the Seahawks? We don't know. Two second-half collapses, it feels like, by the Seattle Seahawks. Not normal at all. They, I assume they're going to turn it around and get it right because what they did against the Colts week one looked pretty, yeah. pretty fucking good. good. But the Vikings, they literally lose to the Cardinals last week uh, because of a missed field goal that was like this close. And it was like a 34-yard field goal. They win that game 
They're two and one right now. Completely different narrative about like, oh, they needed to win this before the entire team imploded. It's very early in the season, but there are a couple bounces that are going different ways that almost makes fans, and I can't help but think as well, like, oh, this isn't the year for this fucking team. You know what I mean? It just feels like that's already starting to happen. We're almost a quarter of a, we're close to almost a quarter of the old season away. <laughs> yeah. What, what is a quarter of the season? Four point what game? So like next Wednesday? Yeah. Next, yep, next Wednesday next or Thursday. Thursday? Yep. Okay, we'll be about a quarter. But we're about a quarter of the way through the season. It feels like narratives are already starting to build. And there's a couple unlucky things. Like the Lions. I mean, they should have beat the Ravens. Mm. There's a lot of things. Dude, dude set a record. Yeah. Like, think of how Not different just, we're looking at Detroit right now. If, if he doesn't make that kick. Like, oh, my gosh, Dan Campbell, we get the right guy. We're on track. I mean, yeah, he's still – I still like to fight the Lions. I mean, I like that uh, – my, I think I took them, didn't I, with their points? And yeah, they covered. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you picked a lot of winners. Yeah, eleven and three. We need you to just keep on. I mean, the Chiefs, come on! I should have listened. You guys told me the Chiefs never cover. They didn't. Uh, the Vikings were that one surprised me that they. But hey, look what it took. Like I read that they said Kirk. It's a different guy. There's a different human in there. A different kind of Kirk. And and Zimmer, his head coach, who's been very frustrated for many different reasons over the last few years, so had like glowing praise for Kirk and said like, "This is the best our offense has played since I've been here." Jim Irsay said. Uh, you know, you just said for many different reasons about Zim and Kirk and everything like that. Jim Irsay at the Jim Irsay collection, I believe down in Nashville, uh, with all of his instruments and people could come see everything he's collected. You know, he had that sing-along. You heard him mm-hmm. singing on oh, here. Yeah. And I would I would do it a disservice if I did this thing. He did a couple interviews, too. And if you think about him singing there, he's in a great mood, right? Oh, yeah. Pumped. I think Jim loves Nashville. And then he was giving an interview. And I, don't, I didn't hear the interview. I only saw the clips. He said, you know, this Carson guy, he's hurt. He's also not vaccinated. Uh, I mean, so it feels like there's a chance that those types of conversations are happening, not just between Zimmer and Kirk, but probably in every single building. But those would have got very loud if the Vikings go 0-3, where they could very easily be 2-1, and and I don't remember their first week game. I assume Vikings fans think that they could be 3-0 and if they really had to. Yeah. So it's so early. Uh, but there's so much to chit-chat about Aaron, though. Let's go back to Aaron. You talked about that one throw, and we kind of got off the page there. Him jumping, him celebrating, him enjoying himself. He has to be bathing in everybody's regret for everything they said about him over the last few weeks, huh? Has to be. Yeah, and I, I think the good thing that he does, like he doesn't get too high or too low with any of, his, of these things, like the outside influences, there. anything outside <laughs> of Lambo. Yeah, in the game, of course. He's very excited. I thought the coolest part was – when they got up there to spike it, and he yeah. spikes it, and he is juiced, like fist pump. Huge fist I hope, pump. I, hope, I know that was like a natural reaction for him, but I hope Mason saw that. I would imagine that would bring a lot of confidence to the kickers. Well, yeah, as soon as Aaron goes like that, I thought of Mason jogging on, seeing that, and be like, well, I got to fucking make this. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I got to make this now. But Mason- hard, Is it harder then? Is it more pressure on you if you saw that? Like, oh, man, this guy definitely thinks I'm draining. Well, this is tough. No, I think Mason's a G. Mason's- no, he's, I knew he was yeah. Mason, Aaron knows, like, Mason kicks 50 yarders. Like, they look like chip shots to him. Mason has been doing that. Whenever he came out of college, Colorado, I believe, yeah, I was yeah. in college. He was a buff when, you know, everybody was talking about how big his leg was. And this was when I was in college, and I also had a massive leg. So I was at a point where, like, oh, he's, he's allowed to kick these fucking long ones. I mean, if Rich would send me out, I mean, maybe, I, you know, there's no, always... Hey, be honest, though. You thought, oh, he's in Colorado. It's because he's got that thin air out there. That's the only reason. Yeah, that was going to be my next one. Yeah, this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. like, these would be the things that I would say, and I'd never met him before. And then I was on the same field as him, and I was like, oh, this guy can fucking bomb footballs and he's just been able to make it look so easy for so long he's always been incredibly cool to me it sounds like he's Aaron loves him it sounds like everybody absolutely loves the guy I'm very appreciative of everything that Mason Crosby has done for the game but watching Aaron celebrate that I mean I I 
I don't know if Mason saw it, but if he misses that, everybody's going to ask Aaron. It seemed like you thought he was going to make that <laughs> yeah. kick. What are your thoughts on Mason Crosby in that, in that Detroit game when he won 0-4? I think Aaron was like the first guy 0-4. Yeah. Aaron yeah. was the first guy that went over to him. So that's a great relationship between those two. You need a good kicker if you're going to be a great team. Yeah, and I don't think you really appreciate great kickers until you lose them, until they're, you've had them for 15 years, and then all of a sudden they move on, and you have to find a way to replace a guy that has been like a franchise staple for 15 or 20 years. Most recently, Chicago saying, uh, hey, get the fuck out of town, Robbie Gold. Yeah. Ooh, we don't He's still you. kicking. We love you, Robbie. Yeah, you didn't at the time, though. You yeah. forced him out there. Yeah. Like, allegedly, New England did to Tom. Now mm, a bunch of other squads are coming out from Tom's. Tom is now saying, and also Adam Vinatieri, yeah, but Steven Goskowski came in and did great for you guys. You got very lucky some places. Don't. Joining us now. A man who's going to break down everything that happened yesterday. I'm sure he has a couple different viewpoints on a few different games than we do. Something we might have missed. This man will catch and cover because for nine years in the NFL, he played corner, nickel, and safety. Now he's the host of Man to Man podcast and everything DB. Ladies and gentlemen, FanDuel's own Darius Butler. Yeah! Yeah! Fellas, 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 what's up? How are you, man? What's the big storyline of yesterday that we haven't covered enough, you think? Uh, I mean, you guys have been covering it. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm the, I'm the leader of the Justin Herbert fan club. So oh. I, that's, that's probably my favorite uh, team to watch. That whole division right now is on fire. Obviously, the Chiefs are struggling, but I uh, love watching uh, him play. Love watching that team play. If they clean up those penalties, man, that that team, that Chargers team, can beat anybody out there. Uh, before we move on to any other games, let's finish that Justin Herbert conversation pretty quickly. Why and when? I think what I viewed last year when he went down to Tampa and he was, uh, I think it was like his second or third week, and Tom drove down and then Herbert answered, and it wasn't just yeah. like an answer; it was like an emotional answer almost. I'm like, oh, this guy, this guy's got like that competitive edge there. Yesterday, he did the same exact thing in their house, answered when he had to. All seems to be comfortable at what moment did you think like okay this guy's a guy when was it and how do you feel about him going forward I mean honestly his first start you know because he you know, he got told what a few minutes if that before the game that he was going to go and play uh to defend the champs at that time the Chiefs and it took him all the way to the wire so at that point it's like damn you have some question marks about never about his talent but about his leadership and those other things and then I read uh Mina Kimes article on him about him being an introvert kind of being misunderstood and if you watch him kind of through that lens you you, you I think take you look you look at him completely different he just always calm the moments never too big uh they went down uh took it, he took advantage of that team that Chiefs defense all day four touchdowns no picks uh, went and scored. A lot of people thought he scored too early. Don't give the ball to Mahomes. You saw what Rodgers did with 37 seconds. Mahomes got it with 32 in the uh, timeout. But Staley said, you know, F it. Get the points. Trust your defense to go out there and get a stop, as he should. And they did. But uh, Herbert, man, the, the moment's never too big. And he's got great weapons, too. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, hey, Eckler Mike. in the backfield. Great yeah, way. Dog. But, dog. Hey, D-Bud, oh, okay, what about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Now, Diggs has his own theory on how they Shit. can turn things around. But – what are you seeing when you see, like, Big Ben? He looks a little gun-shy, maybe. I don't know. What's going on? Hey, hold on. Before you get going, Darius, Diggs's uh, reason for why they're not doing good is because Ben Roethlisberger found Jesus, and he became soft. Before Jesus, he was a much better quarterback. So, I did I – just because AJ kind of slid it in there, I wanted you to know the full context of what his answer is. He needs to denounce Jesus is what Diggs is saying. BJ yeah. and AJ. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay away from that. I'm going to stay away from Jesus. Smart, yeah. and, uh, I, I keep it football. I did see some comments about uh, that included baloney in the comments. Uh, it's bologna, but I'll leave it at that. Whoa, but, uh, oh, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, I Bop it. I, I don't, what, I don't tell me what you're sending from, him, dude. But, but, <laughs> the man needs to crack stick. <laughs> if you're just watching play, man, he, 
He looks done, man. Honestly, he looks done. He, he, he just does. He looks, and they don't have a contingency plan at the quarterback position. I don't think anybody's, um, you know, that confident in Dewey Haskins being the guy, Dwayne Haskins. We damn sure know uh, Mason Rudolph isn't the answer there. So that's somewhere they're going to have to address in the draft for free agency this offseason. But big, I mean, he's 39. Uh, so at some point, Father Time gets everybody except, you know, Tom Brady. But, uh, you know, it seems like it's catching up to him. And uh, right now, the Steelers got the worst quarterback in the division. And that's something you never thought you would say with Big Ben being on the center. Diggs says, get Jesus out of there. All of a sudden, he's right back on top. Mm-hmm. Riding high. Throwing hard. Mm-hmm. Getting after it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if everybody shares that opinion. But it does appear that if you're not the most healthy human on earth, Father Time can get you. If you're not eating avocado ice cream and all these other things and working on your pliability literally every single day of your existence so you can prolong your career, at some point your body's going to deteriorate. And I think, are we watching that? To everybody, yes. But that's what the big narrative, I think, for me was coming out of the game. is like, maybe Ben is. Tommy John surgery, his body has always been one that I think takes a lot of abuse maybe. And I don't know. I, I think we'll have to continue. And Ben, and ben if, if you watch him, obviously you guys watch him most of his career. Like, he was, he, he played, he's a quarterback that plays with a lot of instincts, all right? He's not like a guy who just is like a surgeon, like, Drew Brees or Tom Brady or even Rodgers. He, he, you know, he's he'll buy more time. He'll fling guys off of him. He'll kind of create things, you know, a, as it comes. So he, he can't improvise like that anymore. And obviously, he doesn't have the arm anymore. So everything I'm watching, if I'm playing him, if I'm game planning for everything, is you know, eight yards or shorter. It's a, it's a quick throw. Najee Harris looks like a great pick, but I mean, would you have gone somewhere with a quarterback maybe to replace Big Ben? Uh, going forward, who knows, but it, it looks bad right now for the Steelers. I didn't expect them to lose back-to-back home games, uh, but here we are. Okay, so like whenever you look at the Washington football team and their bottom three in every basic defensive ranking, especially after what happened at the end of last year, and they invested obviously in Chase Young, and it seemed like everything was on the up-and-up for them, the Bills just blew them out of the fucking wall. I mean, it was a <laughs> blowout up there. Is this the Bills? Why are the Washington football? Why do defenses sometimes take a step back? Is it a chemistry thing? What are your thoughts on that? Man, I don't know because they, I mean, they got up front. They got all dogs across that front. And uh, they coming into this year, everybody had them build as a, as a top five defense. And I feel like every week, you know, the other offenses kind of had their way. It's Chargers the first week, uh, second week. Uh, Danny Dimes probably had his best game against them. And then uh, the Bills came out and put a 40-burger on them. So, I mean, I think it was a, a combination of the Bills and Josh Allen kind of finally showing up and the Washington football team just not playing good complimentary football. But that defense is definitely uh, taking a huge step back. I honestly don't know why it is. I'm not like Dane. I haven't, you know, went and watched every game yet. But uh, I don't Dan, know. Dan exact- Orlovsky said the New England Patriots <laughs> offense would be better than Green Bay Packers offense. Yep. Yep. People forget about that. Let's yeah. not forget about that because he was dancing all over me after week one when the wow. thing did the whole thing. Yeah, he did that. He. Yeah, I just want to let you, you're right. I appreciate you saying, I haven't watched the film, I don't know why, but it's getting hot over there, I think, for Ron and that entire Washington football team. They're going to have to figure it out, especially if the Cowboys win tonight. I think that'll be like a staple in the If Philly wins tonight, though, the NFC East continues to be a fucking guessing game on no idea. I'm sorry, AJ. Go ahead, pal. Oh, you're good. What, hey, D-Bite, so Tampa Bay and the Rams. Are the Rams that good? Are you worried about Tampa Bay and Tom? Like, What, what do you think like both of their futures are? 
Uh, big game. Uh, it was a big, huge game. I think that was a game that everybody was locked in for. And the Rams looked damn good. Stafford looks, yeah. I mean, looks like Stafford, but just a, a, a completely different uh, supporting cast, starting with the play caller. So he looks great. And Tampa was banged up, too. You know, you didn't have JPP. Mm-hmm. Obviously, AB, uh, you know, was missing on offense. And then you were down to your, you know, fourth and fifth cornerback out there. And, you know, you, you're not getting good sleep with your top guys out there going against this offense. But you got, you know, Woods, Cup, uh, Deshaun Jackson, and you got guys who aren't getting a bunch of reps together. So it was some, you know, some pitch and catches. And uh, they, they look damn good, though. They look damn good. But if they meet again later on in this season, uh, let's say playoff time, you know, I think I'm still going with Tom and the Bucks to win it. You know, when, when all the marbles on the line. The NFC is heating up over there. I mean, that Rams team looks like Deshaun Jackson still running four two. Uh-huh. Still, run, still running a four two somehow. I, I don't. I don't know how that's. I mean, McVay might be running a four seven, four yeah. six in his shit. I mean, that team electrifying that new stadium is gorgeous oh, too. I, they yeah. must be loving it. Go ahead, Ty. Deba, you tweeted last night that that hit on Devontae Adams was 100% clean and at the time Whoa. I was just thinking of you as a pundit and not as a guy who played in the league for a long time. Um, is that the only way to defend him is to try to sever his head? And also, <laughs> how do you think uh, How do you think the officiating has been on the back end? A lot of people were bitching about it yesterday. Pass interference. I mean, officiating has been terrible and and honestly, I wouldn't have been upset at the flag right there. You know, letter to law, that's definitely a flag. There was some uh, helmet contact. Mm, but, shot. I mean, you're <laughs> definitely far, far from a cheap shot. I mean, we you've been watching the NFL for a long time. That hit 10 years ago would have been a much uh, uglier impact. I mean, Ward, he, I feel like he tried his best to avoid helmet contact, kind of led with his shoulder, damn near his back. But, I mean, it's, I mean, those guys are going 1,000 miles per hour. So, to, to expect them to avoid all helmet and head contact, I mean, it's damn near impossible. Uh, I mean, as impossible as I thought, you know, beating and clearing the concussion protocol in 47 seconds. Uh, that was very impressive. Oh, Devontae, his baseline. His baseline. No, his baseline. <laughs> just was his chest. High, yeah, it was good. I mean, I've I, I, I never seen anything like that. But uh, I, I think ultimately – What's that? He's built different, they're saying, in yeah. the back. He's built nah, that, that, whoever that doctor was is built different. <laughs> Had some hard knock footage of that. But uh, I think it was a clean hit. You know, like I said, in today's NFL, flag should have been a flag. Yeah, but uh, ultimately, I think he didn't go in there with any intention to uh, cause any bodily harm to 17. But it's football. It's a violent. It's still a violent game at the end of the day. And now when those guys come up the middle, that's your job as a safety is try to dislodge them from that ball. I don't want to take a a turn too far away from football here, but you just brought up that doctor being built different and you're a South Florida boy. Did you ever get drug tested down there by that white guy with a ponytail and all the gold chains? (laughs) No, not him. We had the same guy, but he – and I never tried to bribe him either. Well, that's the guy. That's the guy, that white guy with the ponytail with the gold chains. I got tested by him in Fort Lauderdale one time. And he was much different than every other piss collector that I had ever seen. I've been tested in Carolina, Pittsburgh, <laughs> Vegas, <laughs> California, <laughs> Indy, obviously. <laughs> over 200 tests over a... Did they ever get you internationally? Uh, no, I never got international. Never actually, got you on vacation? Okay. No, Sebastian Janikowski actually told me to go on cruise. What they do, land on boat? And uh, <laughs> that was right. That is how I got away from them a little bit. They were not able to do that. But I got tested everywhere. That South Florida guy, though, that's being brought back up into the stories because of what's going on with Leo Collins, I believe with the drug test situation and then obviously the Von Miller situation that happened and many others. That guy, as soon as I pissed into the cup for this dude, it, and once again, these are normally very older gentlemen. This is a retired job. They do get paid for it. They, that guy, as soon as he showed up at the apartment, or the, I think it was at a hotel or apartment complex I was at, 
the chains, the watches. I was just like, what is this? Are you the tester? He said, yeah. And then he said, you come down here a lot. You know, we can work something out or whatever. I was like, I, I don't do... Uh. He actually, he like pitched it to me almost. <laughs> and I like kind of took like respect that he was like, hey, you look like a guy who's ready to game this whole fucking thing. You're like, you sick of it? I, and I was, but I was like, I don't do deal with... I don't do deals with... Uh, Piss collectors, you know. I called my friends, told them the story, and then that whole thing came out like a couple, like maybe a sounds, year later. Sounds like entrapment to me. Yeah, huh. well, that's what I'm saying. Like when that story came out, I think it was potentially like a lot of players were be like, "Oh, these players did this whole thing." It was like, I if it was the same guy, which I do believe it was, literally immediately upon closing the thing on my piss, it was like. You down here often, by the way? <laughs> and I was like, uh, I don't know. He, so that guy was built different, obviously. And the Devontae Adams thing, he said his baseline was perfect. It was just a stinger. It was just That's a right. stinger. Uh -huh. That's right. His, his chest was okay. Bro, was we, 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 we had the close-up. Like, we saw we saw his eyes rolling in the back of his head. He was, you know, stuck down there. We've all been in that position. But, I mean, apparently he was good because he came in and got, you know, two, two pretty much game-winning uh, catches to set up Mason Crosby. And, uh, I mean, just what a, a phenomenal performance by A-Rod. And, and I, I feel like A-Rod knew it. As soon as he took the knee, or as soon as he spiked the ball, he was already celebrating, like, ah, oh, this is this is good money. So, I mean, what? I mean, that was that was crazy with it in uh, Sunday night. Yeah, we got a studded kicker, by the way. He's been doing this for, like, the last 15 years. This ain't no problem. Yeah. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, D-Bud, Raiders, Broncos, Panthers, Rams, Cardinals, all undefeated. Which one do you think is not legit? Ooh, if I had to pick out of that crew, I would probably say the Panthers. Oh, they, they, they started oh, off Sam Darnold's Panthers. They started out. Uh, oh, this that? is because he said that Darnold stinks. Yeah, you right. hate him. Oh, this yeah. is that. <laughs> Saints, Texans. I mean, you got you got a favorable season to start. But if I had to pick one, I would just say them uh, for those reasons. Now you, you're down C Mac. You know, for a few weeks going forward, you lost J C Horn. Uh, for the year, just traded for C.J. Henderson. I, I still love that defense, uh, but if I had to pick one of those teams that if I had to fast forward to Week 12, you know who would have the re worst record out of them all? I would definitely go with the Panthers. Jeez, Debo, what about Jamar Chase? What he's doing in Cincinnati after all this this talk in preseason? No, oh, he can't catch it. He's not. He's got the yips or whatever. I, I remember telling Pat, I think it's a whole mental thing. You can catch jugs all you want. That dude obviously has great hands. What do you like? Are you worried that we could go back to that and he could get the gifts, and all of a sudden he has a drop and like, uh oh, let's not let this nah. happen again. Hell no, hell no. Negative not, questions, man. by the way. Who's the who's the fakest undefeated team? Then, hey, how's this guy I get back that. into the state of mind where he can't catch a fucking ball? <laughs> I'm, I'm the one, said told you. Is, I'm the the one who told you not to worry, and you're the one that said you need to just do some jugs. All right, terrible coach. Like that's what you would tell a guy when it's a whole like thing <laughs> going on. He knew he was confident the whole time. I'm just saying, yeah, was look good. Yeah, they, they, they blew that way out of proportion. They blew that way out of proportion. That's proportion. You know, he answered it. Obviously, the balls are different. But, I mean, he's back with his quarterback. And that was a guy that missed, just like Parsons. He, he got out of that 2020 season with the uh, with LSU. So, it was a long time, you know, for him going without playing live ball. But, I mean, what, four touchdowns? I think he was tied for the league, uh, league lead with touchdowns. He's doing the same thing he was doing in college at LSU. So, I wouldn't worry about Chase. You know, at all, especially with him being with Burrow. Yeah, hey, uh, Joey, I think, is looking for him, too. There's just a natural. Yeah, right. And I think that's why whenever they drafted Jamar Chase, everybody was like, oh, we, we should keep Joey. I even said, like, shouldn't we keep him standing? Yep. More so than who we're worried about he's throwing to. They invest in the line. He loved that guy, said he had a great connection. It's been very evident these first couple weeks. Go ahead, Tone. D, but I'll give you a more positive question. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Do all these rookie quarterbacks just fucking stink, or is it just because they're rookies? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> 
I mean, I, I honestly, I mean, you guys, Defense you look at Trevor Lawrence, you know, you're going one. Oh, Zach Wilson, too. You know, those guys, those teams are picking one and two for a reason. You know, they, they kind of stink all around. And it's going to be it's going to be a grind. I heard you guys took a moment of silence for Zach Wilson's like first three years because y'all knew it was coming. But I mean, it's ugly. And, and you know, you had a, a much shortened offseason this year, too. So you're coming off of COVID and now you don't have as many OTAs. You don't have as many of these reps. So when you're getting you're seeing a lot of these looks for the first time on Sundays and these coordinators, you know, they salivate playing, you know, rookie quarterbacks. The best of the best are going to struggle. So um, I think it's, it's a combination with that. Uh, but I think. All of these guys would be good long term, especially you know Justin Fields. As soon as they get rid of Matt Nagy, oh, so you're calling for look at Dan, University of Connecticut. They just love calling for people's jobs. Orlovsky, literally- our coach got fired. Fire them all. <laughs> Fire them all. Get him out. I called for Nagy's head before the season. Though. So as soon as he announced Andy Dalton was going to be a starter, which doesn't look like a terrible decision at this point. But I just feel like you draft a guy like Justin Fields and you're in an organization like the Bears who've kind of been looking for that guy. You're supposed to be this offensive guru. You obviously missed on Mahomes and Watson. You know, Trubisky didn't work out. You go and draft a guy 11 who, with the college resume that Fields has, like, it's your job as a coach to have him ready, you know, come week one and, and, and kind of build that franchise going forward. So 40 foot, one net passing yard yesterday, like, I mean, that's, that's embarrassing. That is tough. That's not a good start, you know, and let's hope, <laughs> let's hope that that does not crush old Fields' confidence. The only way we can go is up, though, Fields. Hey, yep. hey we'll all go. go up, man. On, Road will get better. Trubisky had the same stat. The same stat? Stat line, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The one yeah. 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 Yeah, Josh Allen ain't going to let him play for some time. But, <laughs> I mean, that team seems to be absolutely rolling in Buffalo. And uh, last question here before we let you go. We can't thank you enough for joining us. I mean, two sprains is a fucking wild animal, dude. Two sprains is a maniac on the field. And, and no T.Y., which should be chatted about. T.Y. is an absolute weapon. A stud defense is normally double-team, triple-team him even in some occasions because we had no other weapons when he was there. But this Colts team, Darius, I mean, 0-3. Didn't even look like they were close to winning yesterday, pal. Yeah, it was, what was it, a nine-point game? It looked like if you watched the game, it could have been a, a, a 21, 24-point game. Just did not look good. They stink. They um, stink at football right they now. They stink at football. Tennessee had three turnovers and still won the game. That's what's crazy. Minus three. three. Minus, I think it was minus three, wasn't it? I think, no. Yeah, minus three for, for yeah, the Colts. Yeah, yeah. Minus, Tennessee, yeah, still won. Yeah, still won, yeah. Absolutely. Yes, and that, you guys know that rarely happens in the NFL. Minus three. Uh, twice, I mean, right? it, it, it's <laughs> – that's tough. That's tough, man. It's tough. It doesn't look good. 0-3. Tough. I, 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 they stink right now. They stink. They stink right? It's as simple as that. They stink right now. But they do have the guys in the building, I think, to still figure some things out and turn it around. Uh, Titans, you know, they just stacked two back-to-back wins. You know, then you got to win against your divisional opponent who you think will be there at the end. So that was almost like a win and a half yesterday. But uh, it's still a long season. Still 14 games left. So uh, I won't I won't write him off uh, yet, but two sprains he he got to get it together. Hey, he's got to get it together. He's got to learn how to play. Different. Frank Wright too. Frank Wright, hey, he, he got he got to get his shit together too. They extended him before this year. Obviously extended him and Chris, and um, you know a lot of questionable 
things, you know, getting into some go-to-go situations, you got to come away with points. It's a results business, and uh, the results just aren't there right now. 14 points last week left on the board. First and one, first and goal at the one, and then first and goal at the 10 or whatever. No points at all it. from that thing against the Rams, who appear to be unbelievable. And then that first week against the Seahawks, I guess we have no idea what the Seahawks are either. It's two second-half collapses. I assume they'll be able to turn it around, but I thought Seahawks-Rams probably going to be at the top of the whole thing. Seahawks might not be, I guess, in the end of this if they can't turn around. Rams will be. You lose to the Titans. I start getting a little bit a, a glimmer of uh, a little pessimism starts creeping in. Like, was well, this team stink? Is this team fucking stinking football? And then you see two sprains with two walking boots on out there, yeah. stumbling around, still mm-hmm. trying to do his thing. And then Quentin Nelson sprains his ankle. He's, I think he's like top ten player in the NFL. He's gone. Yeah, yeah. All right. It was a very negative conversation with you today. Your fault. Whoa. Your fault. What? Your fault. And then my fault at the end for even mentioning the Colts. D, but I appreciate you for joining us, brother. Appreciate you, fellas. You're the best. we got to get you in studio throughout the season at some point up here. Let's do it. It's going to get cold, too, so, you know, you might want to. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it before uh, before Thanksgiving. Yeah, smart, smart. That's smart. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Darius Butler. Yeah, Ryder Cup champion, A.J. Hawk, will continue right now. Welcome back to the show. The Toxic Table's here. The Hammered Down Boys are here. We'll dive into some thoughts on tonight's game at this hour at some point and also go through the Internet's overreactions this morning on Twitter as we trended number two like four minutes after I asked and sent out the bird call of overreactions. I can't thank you all fucking enough. You're the greatest of all time. We appreciate you. It is so much fun, by the way. Not the fact that we're doing it to trend. It's the fact that I've done stuff like this all the time because it makes it much easier to find everybody's answer. But the fact that so many people are fucking involved that it does every single time now, I am so thankful. We are very, very lucky to do this for a living, and we can't wait to hear what the – I didn't even see these. I didn't pick these ones, by the way. Weeks past, I have picked them as once. This time, excited for the surprise. Excited to see the overreactions, and uh, I can't wait for that. Who picked them? Uh, a couple. Of, Ty was part of the mm-hmm. the selection process. There was a couple. There was a few, you know, teams overreactions that were missing. That some of the boys had to go back in and search again. I mean, it was a real team effort. Around. Hey, are they all real? Like, are they all real? Or are you gonna, do you throw in some fake ones? We have to decide if this is a real take or not. So we don't. We haven't done any burn because so, there's so many answers. Yeah. So like, yeah. I, like when I was selecting them, I started like feeling bad. You know, because once I start going here, I have no plan or thought. It's just kind of in the moment. So sometimes I'll leave not enough time for enough things, you know, and I feel terrible about it. For instance, Cairo Santos. I didn't compliment him at all whenever I talked about Robbie Gold being running out of time. And I think Cairo's like maybe the 27th kicker since Robbie Gold has been gone. And he has really struck on, which is good news. But there's a lot of things I don't get to. And then there were some of the overreactions I thought were good that I didn't get to on air. So I'm taking that. uh, Somebody else needs to do it because I feel bad about it. You know what I mean, AJ? I feel bad. I get it. I understand. I think there's yeah, there's probably plenty of overreactions if you actually go out there and look. Well, it's also it's, it's good. It's tough trying to balance like what's just like a very normal take, and I mean it is overreaction Monday. Like so, we, you gotta you, bring it. Yeah, you do mm-hmm. want yeah. like an oh, okay, like that's a legitimate overreaction. Yeah. Okay, and we will get to that in about five minutes because we have to talk about something first. 
the United States just dog walked the Europeans, dude, didn't they? Hell yeah. I mean, there was, there was, it was, you know, the first four matches, we clean sleep, uh, 3 1 in the first three, 3 1, 3 1, or whatever. We just absolutely dominate them. And in the fourth match, they started getting a little closer. Maybe a little tide was turning. They thought John Rom started locking it in. Garcia was playing well. I mean, it was electrifying. That, that atmosphere, the booing of people missing putts and the cheering of long drives and everything like that. That's how I think golf could get much better if that was everywhere. Now, golf doesn't think that obviously it is a gentleman's game it's very quiet and focused and i understand it's proper and whatever my type of golf though i think is Ryder cup golf that was awesome it was riveting couldn't watch any of it sunday because football obviously but we fucking dominate them that feels good aj is there any coincidence your first time participating america gets the Ryder cup back i don't think so pal let's continue to win this thing forever and beat the fuck out of them hell yeah I'm trying to get an invite to uh, Rome here in two years when they uh, they do the Ryder Cup over there. So maybe maybe you know Riggle and I got eight points for the U.S. in the celeb match. So maybe that kind of gave them the springboard that they needed for the pros. And no offense to the other celebrities that were there. Uh, you guys were the only ones that won. I saw on a local newscast in Wisconsin, he interviewed you. I saw, uh, we're just hoping the ball goes far, you said. <laughs> yeah. That's what you said in this interview. Is that exactly what I said? Uh, it I sounded said like it. you just woke up, which, by the way, you probably did. It yeah, might have no, been uh, like. No, no, no. I was, when the guy, I was, so they said, hey, you got to be in the tunnel underneath the first hole 15 minutes before, or like you're not going to be able to play. So they rushed us. Like we ran from this breakfast tent to the putting green or to the driving range. And then I was running off the driving range to go to the hole. And the guy's like, hey, from Milwaukee, you got a, t- got a question? I was like, out of breath. I'm like, yeah, okay, buddy. And I think I, I didn't say what you – I said something about trying to hit it and find it. That's all I care about. Yeah, and I mean – I don't know if you sounded exactly. As soon as I heard it and we moved on to the next one in my head, I heard, yeah, I just hope it hit the ball far. That was my takeaway from it. Because there was other people, you know, I think that were a little bit more invested in the golf and the whole thing. Are you invested? Are you kidding me? Bro, I'm not. I wanted to win badly. Like, I was all in. I, I mean, like, That's what I'm, I'm saying. You were say- relatable, though. Like, some of these celebrities that are probably terrible at golf, now that I'm hearing that you and Riggle were the only people to earn any points, and there was all these, just how serious they were taking and everything. I thought you were incredibly relatable in that. But the European team beat the shit out of you guys, didn't they? That was the only that was the Ryder Cup that the celebrities beat the hell out of you guys. Uh, yeah, it was tough. Like Tony Kukoc is like better than scratch golfer. He was oh, in the yeah. group right behind me. The dude's an absolute stud. Uh, yeah, they have some, those guys can play, man. Guys and girls both, like on both sides, could play. Yeah. Well, it was very, very windy, too. I think that affected a lot of shots. And by the way, that's why Big Shane Lowry was getting hot there because he, Western Ireland or something like that, grew up in the wind whenever he was starting to find a groove on Saturday or whatever. I just, I absolutely loved it. I'm so happy they won with you in attendance. I hope you go back to Rome. I hope we continue to win that thing. But we need to get the Celebrity Ryder Cup as well, AJ. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we need to rally to motivate the troops over there. Come on. I know. 17-16, we lost. We just needed one more point. I, I put that. That's on me. Me and Riggle should have got at least nine or ten. That's, hey, that's true. That's good ownership right yeah. there. You're you know, right, maybe man. if you're worried about more than just hitting the ball far, <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe we would have got that. Uh, no, I appreciate the fact that the golf was awesome this weekend. Why don't they do that a different weekend? Can we not move that out of football season, or is it always in football season? It's always in the fall, yeah. uh, But so I guess, right? Yeah, it's yeah. always in the fall. Can we not do it that weekend where the cuts are being made? Oh, like right before the first week of yeah. football? Can't That'd they just nice. slide everything? Be can't, perfect. Can't you slide the FedEx playoff? Oh, that's, yeah. yeah, that's the playoffs probably right then, isn't yeah. it? Can't you slide that and slide, you know, I probably you probably have to go to the beginning, slide Masters a little bit. Mm-hmm. Can we not get that in that way? That was awesome. It felt like I was in I was watching the Olympics. Like it was cool. It was I mean, 
the chanting, the yelling, yeah. the the players sending shit back. I mean, oh, yeah. beers were being chugged on the first tee. Yeah. I, let's. I mean, that is golf going it's on. It's the only time. It's the only time they're on a team, really, other than I guess the President's Cup too, which they play. So the golfers obviously get very excited. I wish there was more opportunities for them to team up like this. So where like you could pick a side and you get to root for one team or another. I guess with all the events though, you can't. It'd be tough to say, oh, why don't we do this for one of those matches? You know how they do, like like Aaron did against Phil and all that. You couldn't – maybe you could put, a, like, a six-team versus six guys, like, U.S., Europe, and make, like, a mini Ryder Cup match at some point. Oh, it has to be the Ryder Cup, you know, because yeah. Edward Ryder, who started this thing, first ever won, by the way, the Ryder Cup in Massachusetts ever. Of course. So the Ryder Cup came home. Actually, I think it was created by a guy, though. I think the thought was uh, – mm-hmm was created in Europe, but you the first the one was in Massachusetts. Yeah, we played in Mass. So I, did we start it then if the first one was in America? Of course, and we won it. James D. Harnett was the guy who had the idea. There he is. Fucking that it's, guy. It's Aaron, Aaron, Ed Ryder? <laughs> no. Samuel Ryder. What's that? Samuel Ryder is the guy who the trophy is named after. Okay, so Samuel go. Ryder yeah. did this whole thing. He yeah. sponsored it all. Was it in Massachusetts, the first one? Uh, oh, yeah. I think. That was a lot to read there. I can't tell. It you. was. Yeah, I did the same exact thing he did, by the way, because I was trying to find it so I could talk shit on the Europeans on Twitter that were coming after me because there was one person that tweeted, you know, that the American fans are lazy and loud and blah, blah awful fans and everything like that. And I, I, I was like, all right, I feel like you're kind of coming at me, by the way, because I am a United States of America fan that would go to this thing and yell. It was awesome. It was, it was in Boston. Awesome. So the Ryder Cup chance. came home, by the way. The Ryder Cup oh, came yeah. home to where it was. It's... Coming home, it's coming home. Samuel Ryder's coming home. So it came home, which is exactly uh, what I thought. Oh, man, I was about to roll on something there. The uh, the yeah. fans, the fans, the fans. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So the fucking the European fans were attacking the United States fans for being like boring, lazy, not creative, and everything like that. And I felt like I was getting attacked for that because I put out a tweet that said I love the Ryder Cup environment or something. And then a b- couple of European folks who follow along, shout out to you guys. Uh, Ola Bonjour did that last night on the cast to mock uh, the Peacock having all three commentating things on top <laughs> of each wild. other. Had a good time with that. Thought I was going to get yelled at. Nobody really said anything. Did they? Don't notice. I'm not sure. But the European fans have always been awesome, and, and I think I've realized that through watching wrestling. Like anytime the WWE would go to Europe, they would do a show. It was absurd. It was crazy. So I've actually done some thinking to this and why the European fans think the American fans are lazy because the European fans are fucking incredible. I mean, they are a part of the game. They are part of the show. They are always at a 10. Now, granted, last night in Columbus was also absurd and Philadelphia was insane, but it's just, it feels like the consistency of European fans are at a much more creative and higher level. And so I've actually done thought you know, like full thought shopping on this thing. It's because their sports are so boring that they have to entertain themselves and they're probably all blacked out drunk and they're just screaming along and somebody says something and it's good and it feels like they're in a, a free thinking thing because not a lot of success is probably going to happen in the, in the next coming moments. So you can really get into a rhythm. You can get into verse two, verse three, new songs and things like that because you're just watching sports. And by the sport, I mean soccer, a sport that I played probably better than the people that are going to get mad at me for saying what I'm saying right now. It's just I feel like they had to create their own energy, create their own good time and then when a goal happens, holy shit, this never happens. Banana time. And it's like, I think that is why. So I 
I agree that maybe the American fans are used to action and reacting and there's only a couple little things. And that's because our sports are much more entertaining. We let them be the show and we just lose our minds to it. And in soccer, it's different. The fans are the show almost for a, a little bit of it. I mean, I went to a game PSG whenever I was uh, 13, 14 playing soccer in France. There was flares being shot out Jeez. by people sitting two things down. There the was Bavuzel a was too. Remember the Bavuzel? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 there was a guy with his, with his, with with a dong out at a couple uh -huh. times with That's a right. drum in the crowd. I mean, there was there was it was insanity. I was like, this place. Did you say his it, dong was out. Yeah, yeah. yeah he had a song. Swinging. He had a thong speedo on, and he Back had the, the uh, he had the drum on his, uh, and he had like a thong speedo thing on. And he, he was, was dropping his penis. No, yeah, no. his vavoodle out. Yeah, it, it, yeah. <laughs> at some points when he was really getting going, you know, when like four or five passes were strung together, and it was like a real party time yep. for them. I mean, he was swinging that thing, and I think it did take a yeah, left turn. Yeah, you'd see like, the course. tip of his penis flop out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, it was banana land out there, literally and figuratively. I mean, things were going absolute crazy. So I have a lot of respect for the European fans, but I don't think they should be judging us because it's a much different lifestyle. It's a much different culture. It's a much different watching. It's a, we're just a different crowd than they are, and their crowd is awesome, by the way. I have a lot of respect and for them. Chant ole, ole, ole at the Ryder Cup doesn't make you fucking great fans, okay? Yeah. Well... That's what they chant. do. That's yeah, but they, they remix do. all the chants, though. They, yeah, they, they got they, songs. They, they there were some U.S. remixes to Ole this weekend. I heard a Shafle, 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 Shafle. Shafle, Shafle. See, that's a European crop. That's right. There's a Canadian. See, that's soccer. That's hooligan chant, yeah. right? That, that's what that is right there, which is Europeans are filled with hooligans. I also, mean, that's what they are. hate to break it to this guy, but guess what? When we're taking our driver and shoving it down your fucking throat and beating the hell out of you, we can do whatever the fuck we want on our home turf, all right? So guess what? If we're going to make you feel like an asshole and if we're really going to rub it in, we beat the piss out of you. You know, you don't want us to do it, then... Prepare better next time. A lot of people were saying it wasn't fair yeah. play. They were cheating. Fair we were play. cheating and what? things like that. How, How are we cheating? Is this cheating? We have a golf ball whacker guy who eats 10 protein bars a day yep. and hits a ball 417 yards over your fans, our fans, and another state to get to the green. Well, you got to go the long way home. Okay? Is that our fault? Are we cheating because we're just chanting, oh, shit. USA, USA, USA. What do you USA. want us to see? You want us to come up with something clever when we just saw a barbarian fucking slaughter a ball four seventeen? I don't think so. We're all mesmerized by it, pal. Jeez, AJ. I mean, you're right though. The players are the are the thing. The fans are not the thing. They just add juice. They give juice to the players. But also, going back to the whole soccer situation, if soccer obviously is giant globally. They can cheer. You can cheer the whole game for soccer. Every like sports here in America, basketball, football, whatever it is, baseball. There's baseball is different, but you you have to stop cheering. You know, you, there's a time to cheer and there's a time to not. So when I tweeted that whole your sports are boring, so you guys had to kind of make up songs. I had somebody answer me. It was like, yeah, baseball's awesome, and I almost like to my to my point actually, baseball was our sport. And we got so sick of how fucking boring it was, mm -hmm. and we created another one that is oh, that is actually our. Hey, sport. they have all those chants for baseball too, like even teams. You know, like in the dugout, you go to little kids' games. They're chanting little like. No, no, no. They're, no, no, no. they're trying to get runs like in the face. Yeah, you guys are. No, nah, that's just fucking Mickey Mouse. No, the baseball community is like. Hey, it's not. Hey, about about a swing. It's not. It's not. Hey, yeah. Okay, and but what else is the other ones? Rally, rally, I'm on. Uh, Pitcher's got yeah, a big one. Yeah. 
You guys yeah. do a lot of that in the baseball community. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Softball. Baseball's the most European sport we got. For sure. Actually, now that I think about it. You know what I mean? That's the most. Hey, best time of the year right now for baseball. Okay. I mean, I know we're in football season. What does that mean? Where are we at, Ty? Best time of the year, fucking. October. What are you talking about? October, baby. Baseball and playoffs are heating up. Bro, Mr. October's about to come home. Okay. <laughs> Mr. October's about to come home, Did dude. Did you retire 38 years ago? Yeah, but there'll be a new one. There'll be a new Mr. October because every MLB playoff season, a new hero is born. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. A new city mm-hmm. gets to celebrate. And are another, you doing the voiceover for the promos? Yeah, that's what they always say, man. They're always trying to sell it to me. Stop selling it. The people that are watching are the only people you're ever going to get to watch us, all right? We've all had an opportunity to watch. We hate it. Move along. You know what I mean? Are you saying they're not picking up many new fans? I don't think so. I think nope. that is quite a problem for the baseball community and... I'm telling you, just mic them all up and have them, them all juice. online. Let them juice as much as they possibly can and hit 87 homers a year. A.J. Hawk, a man who is in incredible shape and uh, has a great jawline. Last night I actually said that a steel chair that somebody picked up was as wide as A.J. Hawk's jaw. Who's yeah. sitting, Did you really? Yeah, two things behind me. He's saying it, but I think we've all said it. That was the greatest era of baseball of all time. Mike McGuire, Sammy Sosa were on the cover of everything. Barry Bonds was an absolute superstar, megastar. Baseball was carrying every conversation like they are now, but as opposed to mocking the sport, it's actually for the sport. And it turns out they were literally eating every form of PED you could find. Give me every steroid that every horse has ever taken. Give me every testosterone boost gum that you have. I would like to get things injected into me by scientists that make me the biggest baseball whack guy on earth and it was everybody was doing that allegedly allegedly depending upon who you listen to and then obviously the government had to crack uh, crack down on that and say hey listen uh, you guys might be killing yourselves right in front of all of our eyes and we can't let you do that and then baseball has kind of stunk ever since so I I don't know you tell me AJ makes a good point I'm not saying it because it's not healthy I'd like everybody to survive okay I want everybody to be healthy and safe but I think that baseball dingers is the only way to bring back baseball. And it seemed like all the dingers were happening when they were eating all the dingers. You know Let what I mean? the boys juice. That's right. All right. They would still be able to juice if fucking Rafael Palmero didn't go in front of Congress and yeah. say, I've never taken steroids, period. And then the next day they found out, like, oh, actually, yeah, you have, you dipshit. And that kind of ruined everything. But, hey, Giancarlo Stanton. Big bat for the Yankees. Yanks are back. What are you saying? Did you literally just say that the Yankees guy is on roids? <laughs> oh, whoa. whoa. Hey. Call a spade a spade. John Carlos Stanton has been on roids at some point in his career. Oh. He hit it so goddamn hard and so goddamn far. It doesn't Hasn't he looked like that his whole career, though? Hasn't yeah. he looked the same? He didn't make a big transformation? Yeah, what? not really, but... Because yeah, he, he grew he up in him. Balco's office. Wow, J- J- I don't know about that. That's right. That's what he's talking about. Great, great documentary. You learn a lot about baseball. It's hard not to talk exactly like this about baseball whenever you learn watch that screwball documentary when that is exactly what baseball was like allegedly yeah. but Giancarlo Stanton that baseball jersey is a little thick and it kind of sits weird you know because it is you still see his traps yeah. on it that, his baseball uniform goes like this around his shoulders he is a monster yeah. of a man absolute yeah, beat the fuck anyways out you guys the made Sox. the playoffs uh they're looking good they just swept the Red Sox which was huge in Boston right baseball uh, baseball stinks true not as bad as no soccer I've been getting into actually 
MLS has been good. MLS soccer has been soccer stinks. You know it. MLS soccer, MLS soccer, unbelievable. You just said one of the last games you watched. Surprising enough, you know, went into extra time zero zero. Yeah, I mean, what are we talking about here? I mean, that one that one brought me down a little bit, but that was a championship. Yeah, that was a championship. Let's go back to the five. Oh, we got some breaking news actually. Not as of this minute, but as of the last hour. Uh, after being taken to the hospital after yesterday's loss to the Chargers out of precautionary reasons. Uh, Andy Reid is back at practice uh, and in great spirits, says Nate Taylor at by Nate Taylor. The Chiefs expect him to return to work either later today or tomorrow morning. He is back, though, I believe, is yeah. the other reports that are coming out. Uh, so shout out to Andy Reid. Yeah. Thank you, Andy. Yeah. Happy to hear yeah. that, Andy. Great to hear that, Andy. Uh, you guys got a lot of shit to figure out over there, Andy. Yeah. I hope everything's okay, though, Andy. Scares like was it dehydrated? Is that why they took him in? Yeah, they said dehydration, yeah. and then they went super precautionary. I, I wondered, and I don't know. I mean, maybe, but like COVID is still a something, you know, that there's a lot of protocols for and everything like that. I wonder if they thought potentially, and then they found out it was dehydration, if the initial reports was like, oh, he might have COVID, he's feeling ill or whatever. I don't know. And then that's why they were rushed to the ambulance to get, maybe they were going to give him a bunch of medicine, like the quick Hey, can I get the uh, full cocktail that it seems like a lot of these rich people are getting that gets you out of COVID mm -hmm. quick? I don't know if that's what they were doing or not, or if they knew it was potentially dehydration all along, but I'm just happy to hear he's okay. And dehydration can fuck you up, though. That, I mean, that can get you bad. Oh, yeah. I saw Pistol, my dad, after a game in Miami years ago, wore a Hawaiian shirt to the game for some reason, and afterwards in the family lot, he's standing there with the Hawaiian shirt completely unbuttoned, his gray chest hair just flowing, and he looked like he... Should have been in the hospital four hours ago. But he, he just from being out in that city on the hot bleachers in the 105. He was all degrees. boozed up. Yeah, so Pistol was <laughs> drunk and sunburned. Yeah. Are you just, saying, are you just I mean, saying that because he was I don't he know was if he wearing... was drunk, but he, he should have gone to the hospital probably either way. So you're just saying, like, you just thought of a Hawaiian shirt because you thought of Andy Reid, and you're like, oh, when was the last time I saw somebody? I saw, like, a guy that was out in the sun, that, that oh. dehydration. I see what it can do to him. Okay, so the dehydration... It is a combination of what? You sweating, not being hydrated enough, and then don't you like hallucinate? Is there like you can if it gets like super bad. bad. Yeah. If it gets to like heat stroke and all that, then it's really bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've been drinking. So like last night, for instance, I drank two Celsius. Okay, for that extreme rules. That's extreme. Uh, and I was trying to keep up water wise. That is extreme. Nobody was talking about that. That was extreme. That's uh -huh. extreme. That was extreme that I was doing that because I'm in and out or whatever. And I'm trying to keep up water-wise, but you know, because it's an energy drink, so that's going to naturally, I think caffeine does that as well. Coffee does it or yeah. whatever. And there was a couple times, man, where I was getting like lightheaded. I was like, oh my God, am I going to pass out right here? And is, is that from dehydration, mm -hmm. you think? Could be because these things dehydrate you well, very quickly. Yeah. And it could be multiple know. things for you. But did yeah. you eat? Whoa. I did not eat. Okay. Bingo. But what are you, what? Yeah, that, that'll, that doesn't help. What? I ate a lot if, you didn't, if you didn't eat and you're drinking energy drinks and who else, who God knows what else is going in your body. Yeah, like I could see that. Signs of dehydration in adults. We just pulled up on the internet. Uh, muscle Man, fatigue. What a good show. This is what we do here. Reduced cognitive. This is Andy Reid. We're happy he's okay. Reduced cognitive processing, dizziness, confused or dazed states of awareness, thirst, yeah. infrequent urination in Dark colored urine, dry moth. Shoot. That's dry all moth is a lot of other things, too, by the way. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. That's a sign of some other stuff. Oh, this shit's pretty good, huh? <laughs> Dang. <laughs> all right, let's go. Uh, let's go to the 5 Hour Energy phone line. Uh, did you enjoy You enjoyed the show, though, huh? A lot more than you thought? Oh, the wrestling extreme rules? Yeah, man. Like, we didn't know if we were going to make it for Roman Reigns, and we were glad we did. That dude was great. He was really good in person. And then 
Finn Balor, he's a different guy now. He's going back to this demon character. No. How you flipped the switch? Jesus, come on. Come on. I mean, he was awesome. He was great, but when I watched Finn in NXT, he wasn't wearing all that. Well, I had to flip the switch because he wanted to go get the Universal yeah. Championship. Is that his old character? Is that an old thing or is that new? This has been a happening, yes. What are you talking about? He's found that place in his mind more than a few times. Well, the guy next to me, I sat down first off, and uh, I guess Charlotte Flair was going to wrestle Alexa Bliss. And he goes, like, who you got? And I was like, um, <laughs> I had a little axe on my lap. I'm like, uh, I don't know. I guess I know there's there's a right answer here, but I don't know. It's like, oh, Charlotte Flair, I think we like. And he's like, no, nah, I got it like Bliss. You kidding me? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I think my kids love her. Yeah, for sure. And then he actually asked me. He, he updated me on my picks. Like, your picks are looking pretty good, man. I was like, oh, thank you. You should have told him. Yeah, you should see me in the fucking NFL. Yeah. 11-3 against spread, just throwing things out there, he says. Um I love that you came, though. I did. I very much enjoyed that you were there, and uh, I appreciate you, buddy. That was a big deal. We, we were glad. It was fun for our kids to see. Like, we were sitting in the second row, and then my kids were moved up to the front row, and my, my wife got some good videos of them standing right there. It looks like Roman could smack him in the face. Like, I, I was telling him, right. like, hey, man, they'll, they'll snatch you and throw you in the ring if you guys misbehave. Hey, scare that's part of the magic, isn't it? Because they did go out into the crowd there. Oh, yeah. Interesting moment there because Roman, yeah. I believe he had to um, – Battle Mask leuke up. leukemia, I think. Yep. Yeah. So he's immunocompromised. So it's been through this whole COVID thing. It's been an interesting because he was away for a while, and then, you know, he came back and just took over this whole thing. Him going out there and putting the mask on, I thought was very clever. Like I thought that was very. It was. I think he probably wanted to do it, but also the way it happened, I think was. It was just. They beat the fuck out of each other. Oh man. yeah, that's beer. Hey, they beat the shit out of each other out there. Uh, anyways, I gotta stop trying to pass. I almost pass out on air like three, four times <laughs> every single show. I mean, that'd be great for ratings if it happens. So one of them was during the. So they came back. It was uh, King Nakamura's entrance with Boogs, and they came to me, and I had my hand down on the desk, and I was fist pumping. That's because when I was standing up, like I stood up too quick. I was like, "Oh, oh shit!" No. Head rush. And so I, I, I put my head down. I was like, "Get trying to get the the blood to my head." I was like, "Come on, dude, come back!" Yeah, Does this we... happen a lot to you? Just like the last couple, it, just the last couple weeks. And I think it's because I'm drinking like two Celsius before I'm going. Ponders, two yeah, ponders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that'll do it. And uh -huh. I'm not eating. I gotta, I gotta, yeah. I just gotta manage myself a little bit more. It was scary though, man. I was like, "Holy fuck!" That, that would scare me what for about... sure if it happened over and over. Well, yeah, two weeks in a row now. I'm starting to. You'll uh, go back to catering. Listen, catering is a massive conversation right now. What do you mean, Tony? Why? Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony. Did old Evie steal some food? No, no. no. Did Evie steal? No, food? No, 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 catering. No, we catering. Evie. Catering has been a topic of conversation around the internet with the old WWE as of late. Oh. And I will say, it has been different. It has been different. It's been very different. Are they serving you guys Lunchables? No, no. There's still Ooh. food served, okay? Yeah. But what it used to be was just like this, you know, it was like a, like a full spread on the top notch. Spread. And there was misses. There was misses, though. Like, there was full, it was spread, but there were some misses, but you could normally, and then they're in the middle of a transition from, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. I don't know. I don't ask enough questions that actually are meaningful, because I'm coming in there, hey, how you doing? You look good. All right, hey, how you doing? All right, how you, hey, how's everybody? All right, good to see you, and then I'm moving. Okay, that's, because I land, I do my thing and go, but we have noticed there has been a little bit different, so every question we've asked are in the middle of a transition period or whatever. Yesterday was, yesterday was a little bit better. We're yesterday back almost. Good. We're yeah, back yesterday almost. Was yesterday was good. Last couple of weeks, though, I mean, I, normally the routine was land, go see Michael Cole. Hey, is there anything I got to do or no? No, that's normally the answer. <laughs> so then I go to catering, then I uh, get the beard done, makeup, and then we're live. So it's like there's not a lot of fuckery. A few weeks there, the catering was 
We almost had to cut it out of the entire routine. <laughs> oh, jeez. No. That bad. Out of full routine there. Yeah. We walked in this one room and we're like, man, I couldn't even imagine if we're here all day. I couldn't even imagine. Sure, but it's slow. back. It's back. It's back. Here it's we back. Go. Oh, here we it's go. back. It's coming back. Here we I go. Believe. I believe it's coming back. Or is Vince trying to like get you back to your roots? He thinks everybody's spoiled, so go back to. <laughs> I think there was a couple things that happened. I don't know enough. I don't know enough. I think there was potentially a couple things that happened. Why do you say it's going on the internet? It's like a known thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything that happens in WWE is something on the internet. It's like a Randy Moss situation where he's like, you know, I used to eat this shit before I got money. Was it one of those? No, no. It was like super healthy shit actually there mm. for a bit. Oh. Like, like I think like grilled wings. Mm. Like no, no, not grilled. Wow. No, it was like it was like grilled chicken. Vegan? Like it was like super all the healthy stuff. When mm-hmm. the catering used to be like just yeah. like this wide oh. range, but so it's still good food. It's not like they're feeding you garbage; it's just healthier. Now. Yeah, it's just all he- the only the Maybe he's trying to send a message like, "Hey guys, no, tighten it up." I don't think it. I don't know how it all came to be. I think it's <laughs> much know. larger though. I think there's because they're in the middle of a transition, I believe, to a new something oh. happened. Something so happened. Not, okay. not hey, everybody's getting a little loose in the cage situation. No, 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 that was not the case. But a lot of these, like the soup, because you got to remember how many people are there. It's not just the wrestlers. You know what I mean? You yeah. got like production, roadies, camera people, mm-hmm. production. Those guys people. just get pizza though, right? Most well, of the time. so that's interesting because blue collar. Yeah, because <laughs> yesterday I had to go to the production office for the tickets for AJ and Sam, and that was my first time in the production office. And I walked in there, and there was like eight pizzas on the table. Oh, oh yeah, whoa, whoa! And it was a bunch of people that I do get along with in there, and I was like, "This is where you guys hang out all day, or whatever?" They're like, "Yeah, this is a place to be, or whatever." I'm like. You guys got fucking pizza in here? I've called myself the inner circle before. Yeah, they're like, every week we have oh, yeah. all the local, the best food locally or whatever in here. And I'm like, you motherfuckers going to have me in here every yeah. week. <laughs> See you next week. I am coming by, I think. It was awesome. So there was food in the building. I think you had to find it there, but it's, it does seem like it's getting all the way back. Go ahead. Uh, at any point, were you like nervous if Axel was going to jump the barricade and start wrestling? So Axel is a little bit of a loose cannon, huh? I mean, this kid, I was around him there for that weekend when you had that cult party out there, and he was definitely a maniac, and he screamed butt cheeks to me, I think, numerous times. He's a loose cannon out there. He has to love wrestling, I assume, that kid. Oh, he was locked in. My wife got many pictures of him, just especially when Charlotte Flair was wrestling Alexa Bliss. This dude was... Would not no matter what I did, I couldn't get his attention. He was sitting on my lap too. I'm like, all right, well, yeah. we'll see where this goes. I think he bit Sam a few times too. Tell her I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I heard he's a biter. I heard he's a biter. That's why he thinks I he's hilarious. Like he thinks he's funny. I think he wants her to bite him back, and then it's like a game. Do you have to tell him? Like, how do you get a, a, a human out of a biting face? Is that even hey, possible? Quick. Hey, if you figured out, let Give me know. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, 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 when point, Chuck you. was chewing on stuff, we gave him. He, he had to, we had Substitute. to find the right one, but it, with that right squeak. You know, oh, he really yeah. enjoyed it. He just started chewing on that. So maybe Axel just needs to find the right tone of a chew toy. Well, if you put apple cider or vinegar on yourself and then have him bite it, and he goes, "Oh, yeah, it. terrible!" Like something maybe, that tastes yeah, like terrible. the kids that uh, that bite their nails, and you got to put that yeah. nasty tasting garbage yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll coat his whole body in that and everyone else's. <laughs> Smart. Smart. Okay, cool. There's a lot of protocols these days. That can just be one that you add to the hawk lessons. <laughs> So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Okay, FanDuel Sportsbook is available in uh, seven states, I believe, at this point. Uh, six, seven, eight. You get it. If you're not gambling with FanDuel Sportsbook, though, you're completely wrong. And if we're not in your state yet, we are coming to your state. We have better odds. We have a much easier to use app. The convenience is next level. The people at FanDuel actually refund people when they shouldn't refund people, giving back hundreds of millions and millions of dollars to their users FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sports book going for a lot of reasons most of them what I just said 
Uh, we are very thankful for our partnership with FanDuel, obviously. There are so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too. If you haven't used it yet, use it now. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel. Shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. Tonight, they're down in Dallas. Philadelphia, Dallas Cowboys, NFC East matchup that is going to have a lot of things on the line. Are the Dallas Cowboys going to put their foot on the throat of the NFC East? Big Dak, Dak Prescott is back for the Dallas Cowboys after a cramp injury took him out last year. Mike McCarthy in his second year. Watermelons are getting busted open nights before games. Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard. Pollard is also there. And he, obviously, the Philadelphia Eagles have been a little hit or miss. How do you see this thing going? A.J. Hawk, who is 11-3 against the spread going into tonight's game. Three and a half now. Well, I, so it's three. you say it's, it's minus three and a half for the Cowboys right now? Yep. yep. I still like the Cowboys to, to win and cover. I think the Cowboys got some momentum. I think they're feeling pretty good. And, and they, they need to get out to a fast start, but I think the Cowboys do it. Uh, me as well. Uh, the Hammered Down Boys will have their takes 15 minutes after this show ends. We both like the Dallas Cowboys minus three and a half. Hate to break T, AJ. That 11-3 probably going to be 11-4. Whoa. <laughs> Why, because me and you are on the same side? No, because I'm 8-7 and seven right now, and it feels like, you know, I was so low. I'm going to have to get probably back to 500 first, and then I got to go. Oh, I mean, if we're just doing that. Super boost hit, so I'm, You're I'm, good. I'm all yeah. good. It's a whale of a play. That's millions of dollars of a play. So I'm pretty pumped up about that one. But I, I just – I like the Cowboys, but for some reason – you know, I wanted to fade myself, go with the Eagles. I mean, I'm already at that point of the season, which isn't good. I need to get out of my own head. If you like it, I like it. Uh, let's go to some overreaction from around Twitter to close up this show. Ivan Canfield says, I think it's time to take Ben up to the glue factory. This guy stinks. Whoa. Hashtag PMS overreaction Monday. A lot of people saying that, AJ. I mean, like, just, yeah. I, creative way to tell him he, he should be dead, I guess. I mean, isn't this a little bit harsh? I think it's definitely an overreaction. But, I mean, is this that, is this what... How many people share the same feeling towards Ben? A lot of people in Pittsburgh are saying similar things. I don't think they're saying he needs to go work at a glue factory. Where they just he was forget obvious. about all the great that he has done, though? They forget about all the greatness? What have you done for me today? Boom. World that we live True. in. Ben Roethlisberger can still bounce back, but it does feel like Steelers fans are turning quickly. What AJ just said is actually a major concern in my head this morning was like, what happens if like people forget all he did for this team? They won't, they won't, they won't. As long as you don't go into commentary and just completely. Or Tampa. Uh, let's go to another overreaction here. Let's go to <laughs> or Denver. Let's go to Christian Schinbeckler at Phantom Ogre 303. Uh, hashtag PMS overreaction Monday. The Colts may not get past six wins this year. Gee. Two versus the Texans. Two versus, they always play us tough. Two versus the Jags. One versus the Jets. And we may get lucky enough to beat the Dolphins next week with Jacoby Brissett coming back. I'm not sure. Our best QB option is injury prone and everyone else is playing like the season's already lost. Ah, oh, Christian. Jesus. All right, let's go ahead next one that's not great obviously the Colts do. See, is that an overreaction all right, oh, all right, all right. Yeah, 
Colts. Texans, a athletic trainer, I think. ATX, not sure. I'm a sure. fan. I'm a fan of the Colts. Uh, not to overreact, but did Nick Casario really draft the best rookie quarterback in the class in mm. the third round? Davis Mills had the best QBR in the rookie class in his first start on a short week and against the best defense. He still stunk, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he still stunk. I mean, I, I, we can rely on the QBR, but he's only going to get better, hopefully, as Tyrod Taylor heals back with that hamstring. The Houston Texans, I would love to play Davis Mills if that previous record that was given on that last week is going to be real because the Texans <laughs> always play us tough. Let's go to the next one here. Uh, at ZJ Wood 2, B2B champs. They won a couple things back-to-back, obviously. Yep. The Dolphins are a bottom-five team in the league and have no idea how to draft. <laughs> Ten wins last season was a fluke, and no team has regressed more than them. Hashtag PMS overreaction Monday. That's a Dolphins fan, huh, Gumpy? Clearly? It's a classic overreaction. Well, that's what... That's what we're doing here. Let's go to the next one. Let's go to the next one. Classic overreaction. Gumpy. His tweet says, Jets are going 0-17. What is this all about? I watched this whole game yesterday. This team stinks. Oh, so this is not an overreaction. No, this is might be true, my friend. Okay, and uh, obviously the last one here. It's hard to go 0-17. You'll fall into a win somewhere. At B2 Dalo. I'll tell you what. I was on a team that almost won 0-16, and, and it, there was not a we'll fall into a win thing anywhere near it seems like once that bad luck starts going Matt Nagy sucks he literally thinks bear down means your QB should be laying on the ground bet the house on MCDC next week beating the piss out of the Bears I will not watch another Bears game until Nagy is fired pray fields doesn't die on the field hashtag PMS overreaction Monday and that's what today was all about Andrew does it perfectly you're allowed to lose your mind you're allowed to have crazy thoughts but by tomorrow Aaron Rodgers Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday you gotta get your mind back in the right spot because we have another NFL week coming but Week three ends tonight as the Dallas Cowboys cover three and a half at home against the Eagles. Can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes. We're back tomorrow with an Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Let's finish out week three with a beautiful Monday night football game tonight. We're right in the meat of it for football. We win the Ryder Cup. There's some baseball, I guess, happening. We're in the middle of the NFL. It's a great time to be alive. Can't thank you enough for rocking with us and laughing with us. Hashtag end a pod squad. Let us know where you're at, what you're doing. We'll continue to give away some more free merch. Aaron Rodgers Tuesday is Minyana. But first, Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Monday night. Cheers.